Tis the season to shine with H&M. Discover the holiday collection and find fashionable pieces for your wardrobe or for under the tree. Get inspired and dazzle with this year's glam. From tuxedo styles, bow detailed pieces, impressive prints, and more. From unforgettable looks to unforgettable gifts. With fashion finds to home decor, find it all at H&M. Treat your loved ones and yourself this season. Shop in-store or at hm.com. Okay, this is a good podcast. I sit down with Georgia and Sandy's daughter, Kylie, and we talk about, oh my God, like everything. I don't even know, I don't even know how many topics we talked about. My intention was to have them talk about being older siblings, which we eventually get to. But I mean, we talked about, I don't even know what we talked about so much. It's really cool to sit down with two teenagers and have a really good conversation. So I hope you enjoy this. Um, Georgia's 16, Kylie is 15. And so if you have 16, 15, 14 year old girls, this might be a good podcast for you. Um, Thanks for coming back every week. Thanks for your emails. Like I said, I read every single one. I may not be able to answer them, but I do read them. Thanks for the book club book suggestions. I love those. I've put them in a list. uh, So I will never be stumped again. Um, Hope you enjoy this episode. Please share it if you do. I'm sure you know somebody who has a teenager who could use the conversation. Uh, Hope you enjoy my conversation with Kylie and Georgia. What do you think about this group of adults, the campers? What do you guys think about the, those camper adults? They're uh, <laughs> interesting. It's, it's a spiritual experience every time we go. Why? No, they're just like, they all kind of match each other's personalities, you know, and they all kind of like feed off each other and like, but they're all so different, but also yeah. similar. You guys bond over one thing. I don't even know what it is, but you guys all have this like connection. I but you guys are all so different, you know? Yeah. You and my mom are pretty alike. You think so? Yeah. You know, you like you work well together. You and yeah. Andy. Like you you guys are like alike, but different. Mm-hmm. Like you you differ from my mom so much. You like love fishing. Like you're always on a um like you always like have to move, you know? Mm-hmm. And my mom, I guess she's like that, but she like, I don't know, she's not really like that. She's still I think you guys both know how to like work hard and like accomplish your goals, you know. That's interesting that you think we're similar. I think that uh, Sandy and I have very similar values. Yeah. Right? Our values are line up yeah. a, a lot. I mean, not exactly, but a lot. I think we have very similar values. And we both move at a similar pace. I know when we went to London with Lynn and Kathy, Sandy and I moved 
faster than Lynn and Kathy. Yeah. Not that one's better yeah. than the other. They were just different, you know? Yeah. No, because we'll be on a trip and like you and Sandy will be like awake and have done like 30 different things. Yeah. And Kylie and I are like in bed. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, guys, come on. We have an itinerary. And we're like, oh my God, calm down. No, every I single trip. You and my dad are the most alike. Yeah. It's kind of scary. Yeah, I think you and my dad and then Bert and my mom. And then you guys like married each other and then like (laughs) you and Sandy are married. Like I could honestly, if like dad and Tom were completely out of the picture, I could see you guys getting married. Yeah, yeah, that's what what we all talk about. That's what we talk about. Because we go, we were in the screening room and I go out and I see you guys stretching in the other room. I'm like, these two are a married couple. I swear (laughs) to God. Why were were you guys stretching? (laughs) Who, me? No, because I walked out, we were watching It. And I walked out and it was silent outside. And I was like, we were stretching. I was Why? like sore because we work out and we're sore. We we, we like go hard <laughs> in the so paint and we work out. You've worked out with us. It's yeah. really hard. Yeah. My mom told me that you were sore after um the workout Lacey, that we did. Yeah. You know why? Because I did 20 pound weights. Yeah, you did the hot like the hardest pound. I did weight. the hardest. I forgot that. And I called Sandy. I was like, I am barely walking. And she goes, It's because you did the big weights. And I went, Oh yeah. Totally oh forgot. yeah. Yeah. Totally forgot. It is interesting. Sandy and I talk about that quite a bit, how um, Sandy and I are very close and I'm very similar to Tom and Bert and Sandy are really close and and Bert and Sandy are alike. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I'm pretty close to Tom and Tom and I are alike. It's really interesting how we found these four people who are so similar and to each other's spouse. It's really mm-hmm. kind of, a, it's been a great gift to me. Yeah. You're not just your parents, but your sister and you and the campers have been just a huge gift because we have an urban family. Yeah. <laughs> really? It's kind of funny too. Cause I'll go over to your house where like you and dad aren't there and I'll see and I'll like be with Tom and Sandy and I feel like I'm with you and dad mm-hmm. just because like it's because Sandy is so much like dad. Mm. She'll like we'll be talking about something completely different and she'll just go, what? What? Yeah, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. And then we're just we have to like fill her in like she's like, <laughs> like we have to fill in the story and then she'll just like tune out and go do something else. And then she comes back. She goes, what? what? <laughs> something I picked up is that Bert and my dad are also weirdly similar yeah mm-hmm. yeah even though they're so different you know? i agree like i, I like they have similar values too. in it you know yeah like at first i was like no they're nothing alike you know but then you 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 start hanging out with them more and seeing them together yeah. and then they agree on stuff and you're like whoa whoa, whoa yeah. what's happening here it's that value system again very yeah. similar value system and i think both those men are very good at their job yeah <laughs> and are high achieving and have really reached a level of success that not very many people in their fields have reached. Yeah. And I think, and they have no ego uh, and there's no relation between the two jobs. I mean, Tom's job has nothing to do with Bert's job, even though they're both in Hollywood Yeah, and the reverse is true. So they have a, I think they have a mutual respect for each other because they're so very good at what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is cool to see a person like your dad and like Bert become this high achieving person that they set out to be and still be the guy that boils crawfish on Memorial Day. And, you know, the guy who just, you know, wants to go outside and throw eggs at an egg toss in the middle of the day. You know, they're just regular (laughs) Mm -hmm. guys. They're just dads and husbands and brothers and just kind of regular guys. And yet at the same time, they have these big, massive 
jobs mm-hmm. and uh, are super important in what they do. Yeah. It's really cool to be part of that, you yeah. know, to watch them. Because when we first met you, your dad wasn't as far along as he is now, obviously, and neither was Bert. Yeah. Um, to have been a part of both of them getting to this place kind of at the same time, mm-hmm. you know. It's yeah. cool. It's cool. And then to have Sandy be my partner in it. The cool thing about me and Sandy is even though Tom's a producer and Bert's a, a comedian, they're gone a lot. Yeah. Didn't you guys bond because none yes. of your husbands were home? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, because like dad would leave and you'd be like, oh, I have to call my wife. Yeah. <laughs> and then you'd call Sandy and then we'd go over to each other's houses all the time. No, and then you'd, like you, you and my mom would like go out to like events together. Yes. And, and we would be yeah. left at home with a weird babysitter. <laughs> that one babysitter who was scared of Stella in, in London. <laughs> that was so funny. And then you guys come back at like two in the morning or something random. When no, we and then I like, was like scared of like Jack the Ripper. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I wonder together. why. Because <laughs> you took us to the London dungeon and scared her no, to No, we death. were all like really scared that night, I feel like. Absolutely. Yeah. And then I had to try and convince Isla that Jack the Ripper was not going to climb up <laughs> the stairs and come get her. And oh. she would just keep going like, Georgia, like, what if he does? And I was like, she, he's not. He's that not, girl he's has an alive. imagination, man. No, one time Isla actually slept with my dad uh, because <laughs> you guys were out when my dad just came home earlier. <laughs> and she was so scared. And and she, she like woke up my dad. I was like, Tom, I'm really scared. He was like, okay, sleep over here. Right? <laughs> they slept in the same bed. That's pretty Which funny. is so funny. Well, he's like her uncle. Yeah. I mean, that's the cool thing is at this point, we're like aunts and uncles. Yeah. Like almost probably in some ways closer than your real aunts and uncles because, I mean, I don't have an aunt or uncle to offer. Uh, Annie and Cotty are close to the girls, but you don't see your Aunt Teresa that much. Yeah. Uh, compared to how much you see us or your, your aunt in San Francisco or your two uncles, you don't see any of them or... I mean, Uncle Al. Yeah, Uncle Al and, and Jimmy is and uh, and Daniela are awesome, but they're in Switzerland. Yeah, so yeah, Lincoln. What Georgia does, like sometimes she's like talking to her friends, and they're like, "Who are you with?" She's like, "Oh yeah, my cousins." Like we just like refer to each other as like yeah. cousins. It's also helpful because I'll say like I'm with my cousins, and it's like an inexcusable thing to say. Uh-huh. So yeah. if I if I'm like, oh, I'm like if for instance, like I want to go hang out with campers instead of like go somewhere else. I'm like, oh, I have to go see my cousins. And they're like, oh, you're always with your cousins. I'm like, yeah, (laughs) yeah, I am all the time. And, but I mean, like, it's like that because like, Teddy's the only cousin, like actual, like first cousin I have. Yeah. He's a three-year-old. And Lola, but like, she's eight they're, months old. they're like babies. So yeah. it's kind of easier. Like I refer to you guys as cousins. Yeah. Cause you are. Yeah. You are. It's, yeah. it's the same thing. It's like, you see the same group of kids like every week. Yeah. And yeah, we're close. All, all of my cousins like live further away. Like you have to go on a plane and visit them. Except Lincoln, who's yeah. like a three-year-old. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> same, yeah. 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 same situation, but, right? Yeah. yeah. Same situation. It's also weird because there are like a lot of parallels between us. Because like our dads both travel for work and our moms are both stay at home. And we both have cousins who are three years old. And yeah. we both only see like one kind of set of aunts and uncles. Yeah, like, we both are, go to like all girls. We both schools. go to all girls schools. Mm-hmm. We both have younger siblings. Like it's there's like a lot of parallels where you go like, well, now you're kind of family because you like there's so much in yeah. common that you can't change. Well, not just the whole campers, but our two families have vacationed together over it's and so over fun. and over yeah, again. Yeah. 
Uh, we came to London to visit you when you lived there. Um, you've come to <laughs> Alabama to visit us when we yeah. go to see my dad. We like, went to various trips in Hawaii. But we did a past several life progression and trips. We, we went to Havasu. Havasu <laughs> was an interesting trip. Like Havasu, we've gosh, we've done a lot together. Yeah, now we're going to Montana. Oh. I'm excited. I'm so excited. About Are you excited? Yeah. The, all the activities that we're going to do. I think oh. I'm kind of scared of like the water rafting. We can't like, do that oh, activity. No, not that one. No, we're not doing that one. They're not offering it at this time. I wonder if something's uh, going on with the river. Either yeah, it's too dangerous or it's too dry. We're yeah. going on ATVs though. Yes. Yeah, ATVs. I'm driving. <laughs> Stop. I uh, know, right? Georgia's driving one of them. Can Can I drive one or no? Mm, do you, you need a to, license? Yes. Oh, you but you can license. drive with me. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Because I have to drive one. Your mom has to drive one. No, Who should we pull with Sandy? Isla, Isla, Isla. Yeah, so they can just complain about being the hot two the whole same, time. same. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I'm so scared. Your mom goes slow. Yeah, but I think the what's it called the jukebox dance or jitterbug? Oh, jitterbug. jitterbug. Yeah, That'll I feel like that fun. would be really funny. I think it would. I feel be like really the dance instructor will try and like teach us and then we would just like start laughing like so well Bro, i know it's it's kind of funny to see like when someone does something like that like a group activity like with all the whole campers it's even more funny um when you like watch us participate in something yeah like, you, like just watching us participate in like something where it's like a rule basis you know where like you do like steps mm-hmm. it's funny to watch like steven and dad or like steven eric and dad and tom like all the dads and then like all the moms make fun of all the dads like the workouts are so funny yeah because they so get funny. so competitive yeah they're so competitive for like and for no what? reason no and they're no all reason. different body types yeah so but they all try and do the same like goal you know well, like let's explain what weight. this is. Okay, yeah, yeah, we have a trainer yeah. that comes every Saturday, and the four camper families, there's four <laughs> people in each family, so 16 people total. Not everybody comes every week because people have lacrosse games and whatever. I'll come and work out with this trainer, and she does, I guess it's kind of CrossFit-type training, um, calisthenics, and um, yeah, kind of CrossFit-type stuff. Yeah, like varies every day. It does vary. Each week. Uh, but there's almost always... Some competition in her workout. Yeah. You have like to like get in a team of two or something mm-hmm. like that. That or who can hold plank the longest. Who can <laughs> row like, the oh, farthest in the shortest amount of time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't feel like I'm competitive at all except with myself. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm trying to beat myself. Mm-hmm. But there are a couple people in the group. They like uh, influence they the competitive energy. You where you're so? like, oh, these guys are like, you know, and putting this much effort and I gotta I gotta step it up a little bit mm. it's I, fun isn't it yeah I feel like the dads are like really competitive yeah. I they're, they're so the macho it's so annoying they're so cause macho. they're like you know, <laughs> you know like all of them like are like oh I can bench break the most I'm like okay come on yeah no no they're like, but Tom doesn't even talk yeah, I know. That's, yeah. that's how he's competitive. Talk the whole workout. Because you can watch him like be competitive in his brain. No, but and then you have dad who goes like, duh, 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 duh. and then Eric and Steven are like, duh. Yeah, you know? but it's funny because there's some dads that work out like every day, but then other dads that don't. Mm-hmm. But they yeah. all try and do the best that they can and try and like work as hard as they can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sometimes they go over the top a little bit, but <laughs> it's kind it of funny how to see, even if you're like not like actively doing something, they still try their hardest, you yeah, know? They do. And I think that's kind of funny. <laughs> I think everybody does except maybe Isla. Yeah. Isla I, does not try. Poor I think Isla. she's insecure. I think she feels really insecure about her physicality. So she kind of, 
goof stuff. Yeah. She'll yeah. goof it so that she doesn't have to feel like she's a failure. Yeah. So she'll goof it. I don't it. know why. Everyone has either. failed at least once. I've fallen. You know how many times I've fallen off that tire? We literally did the duck walks. <laughs> yeah, we were doing bear walk. crawls on the floor and then people were embarrassed. I'm like, how? How? The other thing I'm confused about is like, how can you get embarrassed with a group of people you see every single week? Like yeah. that you call family? Like I can't imagine getting like that embarrassed. You know, the 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 interesting thing about this group you said it before is that everybody's really different but they're all somehow the same Mm -hmm. and it's the true with the kids too all the kids are very different (laughs) i don't know if they're all the same but all the kids are really different so it's it's hard sometimes to allow someone to be who they are which is maybe shy maybe insecure um Maybe afraid. Yeah. I think there's a couple of people in the group that feel all three of those things. And it must be, I wonder how they feel to come in to this group of other kids who um, the physicality comes very easily. They may be more athletic. They may be definitely more self-confident and how that would feel, yeah. even yeah. though this is a safe group, so to speak. In the safe group, you you... The nature of being a kid is you want to fit in. Yeah. You don't want to stand out. And if you're the person who can't do what the majority of the kids are doing, I think it would make you feel bad. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it's not like an irrational thought to have, obviously. It's not. And at the same time, I'm with you where I go, uh, with these people? With Sandy? Why would you feel (laughs) this way with these people? They've known you since preschool some of you yeah why would you feel that way but i think that's just kind of how it is when you're a teenager yeah especially like with teenagers like Mm -hmm. amplifies it all and we've been in this pandemic yeah and social media influenced it all so i think it really just amplified it and it's not really talked about a lot like insecurity and kind of feeling self-conscious in your own skin Mm -hmm. it's not and what's really not talked about regarding that is how normal it is yeah yeah it's totally normal to feel insecure it's totally normal to not who know who you are yeah it's normal to wear thrift store clothes this month <laughs> and next month you're all next month you're all brandy melville and yeah. that's completely normal but for some kids it makes them feel really insecure yeah. and and judged even if they're not really being judged mm-hmm. uh it's a perception yeah. right i mean i say i actually said this to isla when she was i think i don't remember what she was talking about but it was something about And I was saying that, like, what I've noticed, like, from high school and just from anything else is people pay so much more attention to themselves than they do to other people. Yeah. So, like, I am worrying about, like, 30 different things about myself, Mm -hmm. like, thinking that everyone else is going to notice it about me. But in reality, like, no one cares. Everyone else is so worried about what they're wearing or what they, how they did their hair, like, how they did their makeup, that they have, like, no time to focus on anything bad you're thinking about. So, in all honesty, like... I just kind of stopped caring because I realized that everyone's in their own head. So, like, there's no point in being in my head about how people are going to think because they're not thinking about me. They're thinking about themselves. Mm -hmm. And if they are thinking about me, it's not like I'm being a bad person. I'm going to be like, I'm going to be Georgia. (laughs) So if they don't like Georgia, then okay, go ahead. Um, But, like, everyone's in their own head so much that, like, there's no point. Like, there obviously is a point in being, like, self-conscious. But at the end of the day... I think you're going to be okay. You're not going to die. Yeah, so yeah. I think your biggest judge is yourself. Yeah. And once you start accepting who you really are, I think that's where you see the growth, you know? But mm-hmm. right now in this period, a bunch of people are just kind of like, well, yeah, you, we're all teenagers. So we're mm-hmm. all trying to figure each other out mm-hmm. and like trying to be confident in our own skin. And some people take longer than others. Some people 
So are adults and not comfortable in their own skin. But That's I think okay. It, yeah. But I think it really just shows when you start loving yourself, you know, and start being confident yeah. with your own skin because you're your biggest judge. No one really cares, honestly. Yeah. You know, like everyone, like, I feel like there's this big thing like, oh, I, I need to look good for these people. They they honestly don't care what you look like. I feel yeah. like those people who are like, who you're trying to impress are trying to impress themselves, you know? Like mm-hmm. they put on this whole thing like, oh, I'm, I'm so intimidating. But they're just trying to like almost like be intimidating to themselves. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. You know? I think they feel insecure with themselves. And that's when people start judging other people is when they have a, an insecurity yeah, own this, like, you're very wise, both of you, to feel that way because I think you're absolutely right. At the end of the day, someone told me a long time ago. At the end of the day, when you put your head on your pillow, the only person you should be worried about is how you feel about yourself. Mm-hmm. Not from a place of being self-important. Not at a disregard of other people's feelings or concerns. You can't be mean to your mom and lay down and go, "Sucks for her. <laughs> I'm good with it." But no, to to search your heart and say. Have I been my best self today? And if the answer is yes, then you can sleep really good. Yeah. And that includes making mistakes yeah. that you can forgive yourself for or that you can make amends with another person uh, before you go to bed. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think it takes a very secure person to be able to look at their life and go, Ugh, I probably screwed this one up and I should probably call that person and make it right. Mm-hmm. Or... Um, you know, to see, ah, uh, I'm not feeling great about myself today, but that's okay. That's just where I am today and not have it be some earth shattering, life changing yeah. moment. It just a moment where, I mean, there's several nights when I go to bed and go, I wish I were thinner, mm-hmm. you know, but the truth is I'm 50 and I eat pizza. <laughs> so what am I supposed to be? I'm yeah. not supposed to be super thin and I'm really happy with myself. So yeah, I think once you put your head on your pillow and you can go to sleep and be good with who you have been in that day, that should be your goal. The yeah. other hard thing with that is like, especially in COVID, like teenagers are stuck in their room the, mm-hmm. the whole time. And all they're doing is either going to online classes or where they're looking at their self in the camera yeah. or going on social media and watching videos of people with like, get this summer body in yeah, 30 like, seconds. Get perfect, this summer yeah, body. Perfect life. <laughs> yeah. And, and, so and, they, and you like, look like at yourself it. and you're like, wait, wait, why am I not them? So yeah. we're constantly like comparing ourselves mm. to unrealistic like, standards. Even if you, know? you don't say that word for word, you're subconsciously thinking it. Yeah. Like you see someone like on a hammock in an ocean and you're like, that could be me, but it's not. I'm stuck in my room in COVID. So it's also hard when that you like, that's your normal now because you're in COVID. And then you go back to school and you're just like, like thrown into like all these other teenagers who have been doing the exact same thing. They're so self-focused. But just because of social media, it's not even their own fault. It's because they're constantly surrounded by technology, which is like putting this pic- like perfect life out that no one, it's like unattainable. Yeah. And then you go to school and you're surrounded by kids who all have that in their th- brain. Mm-hmm. It's really hard. But I mean, as long as you're just secure in who you are and know that, you know, it's, it's fine to be myself. It's okay to be myself. As long as you're okay with that, then it gets easier. And I think that's like a hard thing for people to put in their brain after that's what they're surrounded by. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. Yes. Um, you know, when I wanted to call somebody, I had to pick up a landline and dial the yeah. phone and sit and only hear somebody. I don't think uh, we, at my generation, or even maybe the generation after me, understands the microscopic way you guys have experienced the world. Because you can see things up close 
and personal any time of the day. Yeah. Any person, most celebrities are intimately accessible from social media and it is a very different way of growing up. And I could see how you would start to think their life should be my life. Why, Mm -hmm. why my life sucks because I'm not on a yacht, you know, the Amalfi coast. And this teenager is when that teenager is one and a million kids, you know, it's not real. Yeah. And not a lot of kids post their, well, maybe they do post their regular life, but. Well, most like celebrities like don't really post their flaws, I feel like, and influencers. They they just show their best life. And that's really harmful because a lot of people don't really want to like like, express their faults, Mm -hmm. which I think that's really important because from people like looking in at their posts, they're like, why is this person flawless? And I have all these flaws, you know? Mm -hmm. It really has like a really negative impact on your mindset. That's an interesting insight, Kylie. Yeah. That's really interesting. Do you think Bert posts any of his flaws? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have you seen any of his large bellies? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, his his Instagrams are like really unfiltered, I feel like. Uh-huh. That's really good. And I think that's why people like him because they can relate to him, you know? Uh-huh. He's a real person. Yeah. Yeah, uh, there are very few people like that online. And it's weird because you see people that like post up on Instagram and they only post it because it will look good on Instagram, not even because they're having fun. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why would you do that? Because now you're sending all this false image to all these kids who want this life and think you're having so much fun and you're just going to a frat house, taking a picture and leaving. Hmm. Like, what is what is the point of that? Yeah, There's I, no yeah. point. Hmm. I've like seen videos, people like like, it's, it's just like, we're just like sitting here like, okay. And they're like, okay, guys, smile for the camera. And everyone's face lights up. Right. It's, it's kind of like surreal. Like, whoa, like what happened there? You know, yeah. once a camera is in place, we have to put on this almost like mask to right. show the world that we're having fun, you know? Right. When yeah. in, a, in reality, we're not always having fun, you know? Yeah. yeah. Everyone has their days where they feel bad about themselves or it, it's just bad days. And I feel like social media doesn't really capture that and that is really harmful to kids. And if they do capture it, it's in like a really dramatic way. Mm. Like they'll post about something and it'll be like super dramatic. So it's always an extreme. It's never like, oh, I'm feeling bad today. It's always like, I've been so depressed for months and blah, blah, blah. So they're either having the most fun they ever could be having or they're in the worst part of their life. But there's never like that in between, like, oh, I'm just hanging out with a friend. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, I've got this big group of people. We're going to buy a $30 million car and test drive it around Woodland Hills. It's like something like, that yeah and then the next thing is like i'm sad blah, 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 and this is why i'm sad and posting paragraphs about depression and i'm like there's no medium there's, yeah, there's you're no always watching an extreme of their life interesting i find that that is accurate i think part of um part of the problem with that is um you know self-regulation is a real thing and if you're watching people live in extremes you're not seeing examples of regulation, right? Yeah. Of saying, yeah. I'll have one glass of wine and that's all I'm going to have because mm-hmm. that's all I want. Mm-hmm. And instead seeing people completely hammered yeah. or completely abstaining, it could be very confusing. You know, when I first um, figured out I was in love with Bert, you know, my <laughs> mom has been divorced six times. Mm-hmm. And I said to myself, I don't actually know how to be married. Mm-hmm. So I need to get somebody to help me figure out how, what that's supposed to look like. Because what I experienced was 
insane. I'm in love. I can't wait to get married. I get married. You make me mad. I'm getting divorced. There was no like self-regulation. There was no working it out. There was no having an argument that didn't end in something falling totally apart. So I had to go learn how to, to, to do that, how to be in that space yeah. and know that things aren't falling apart. No mm-hmm. one's getting a divorce because we have an or- argument. And I can say I'm unhappy and he's not going to leave because yeah. that's what I, I, I witnessed. Mm-hmm. And I wonder what what you're talking about is doing to your to to young kids who are just watching extremes and don't understand that the in-between is very healthy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, feeling insecure, some of this, I don't want to get into a debate about um, about gender identity, but I wonder sometimes for some kids, if it is that they are feeling uncomfortable in their skin and don't know what to do with that uncomfortable, so they need to make a change or a statement to get rid of that uncomfortable feeling. Mm-hmm. By no means am I suggesting that's every kid. Yeah. But I wonder if that happens sometimes, if they're like, hi, because let me tell you something, I dress like a boy, until I was probably in ninth grade. Like I wore a t-shirt and jeans and a dress was like, you may as well put a hot poker on me. I hated it. I was a tomboy. And I wonder if I had been that person today, if I had, if I would have started going, but am I a boy? Because I never identified as a boy. I always thought I was a girl, but it, I, I just wonder I had, if, if that, extreme that you're talking about has any effect on what's happening in probably very few, but in some cases of kids wondering how they identify. Um, And it doesn't matter to me if you identify as a a she, her now and a they, them tomorrow, and then you're back as she, her, who cares? But I just wonder if, if that, if that's a lack of regulation based on what you just explained, yeah, um, of being maybe, able to yeah, kind of maybe I'm not sure. Like it, it, that's quite a hard question. Like I, I feel like people's pronouns, like their gender identity. Some people are very like it's unchangeable. You know, totally They're very like set. These are my these are my pronouns. Blah blah blah. But other people, they can fluctuate. Mm-hmm. Like it, it really depends on how they're feeling. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's very different for everyone. Of course, it is. I wonder if some of it is that it, needing an answer. Yeah. You know, and and instead of being able to sit in the uncomfortable. Yeah. Because it, I remember being uncomfortable um, in my own body as a girl. Um, but that that way of thinking that this may be that you identify a different gender wasn't really very yeah. out there in 1980. Mm-hmm. You know, that didn't really exist a whole lot in 1980. I mean, so I wonder if I would have, being this big tomboy, said, you know, I'm a, I'm a he or a they yeah. instead of just being a girl who was uncomfortable until she got comfortable. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't mean, know. It's, it, it occurs to me from time to time. Don't get me wrong. No. I really believe that all of that is very real. People having gender identity. um, uh, I don't want to say issues because that's the wrong word. But people um, talking about and figuring out their gender identity is completely fine. Mm -hmm. But I do wonder. I wonder if some of it has to do with that intolerance of being just uncomfortable in your own skin. I mean, Um, what you said about like not being comfortable or like... um, 
What did you say? You said like sitting in the uncomfortable and yeah. being okay with it. I mean, just an iPhone gives you constant access to anything you need. Yeah. So you could, I could Google right now how many people live in China mm-hmm. and I will know the exact number. Right. And I, and you wouldn't be able to do that like 30 years ago. No, that not even possible. 30 years ago. Like maybe 15 years ago. Yeah. It was a different, the internet was a different thing than so it is today. So I think today. it's, it's also affected kids now is because like they're not okay with not having an answer immediately yes. because they're so used to like Googling answers for homework or something like that, or texting a friend to get help on homework or mm-hmm. calling a yes. friend when you want to talk to them right now. Yeah. There's no like being forced to wait. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's what I mean in a broader, you said it much better than I did. Oh, yeah. And like, also way. like TV shows. I yeah. Think in your time, it, a new TV show would come out like weekly, right? Yeah. It would be released. But now Netflix is here. Yeah. And it's just boom, 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 boom. You it's can exactly binge right. it, you know? Yeah. There's yeah. no waiting, you know? No. And I think people feeling uncomfortable is not only like gender gender identity, it's like sexuality. Yep. It's like, uh, it's also like mental health. Mm, it's yes. also yeah. style. It, it's, it varies so differently. And I think some people use different things to kind of make them feel comfortable. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I agree with you. And I think you're right. It, everything changes so fast, yeah. yeah, including like style and uh, what's in today, mm-hmm. you know, is gone tomorrow like that. And yeah. when I was young, it didn't quite work that way. You know, yeah. things were in style for a couple of years. You could buy a pair of shoes that were fashionable for a few years. And now you buy a pair of shoes and then six months later, they're out. No, literally. Yeah. During the summer, I bought a shirt because it was very in. But I ordered it off this website and it came two months later and I got it and it was already out of style. Yeah. Because things move so rapidly now because social media, you post, it's out. Like yeah. in like two seconds, like yeah. not even. It's yeah. so quick. Yes. Um, I know I've talked to the girls about this before. You know, the permanence of social media too is not terrifying. something that we had. You know, if I wanted to text a picture of my boobs to my boyfriend. <laughs> I couldn't do that. I'd have to find a camera. Yeah. Take my shirt off. Take a picture. Take the film. I'd take the rest of the roll. <laughs> oh take my. the film to the photo mat. Oh. Wait 24 hours for it to be developed. And then I get the picture and then I could give it to my boyfriend. Yeah. Well, in that span of time, I could go, maybe this is a bad idea. Yeah. yeah. Like, even if I already went through all of the steps, I had time to go, huh, is should I be doing this? Mm-hmm. But you guys don't have that luxury. You take the picture, you push send. And then 20 minutes later, you go, huh. Yeah. That may be a bad yeah, idea. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't have to be a naked picture. It could be a comment yeah. on someone's Instagram post. Yeah, it, no, no, And then people get canceled for it, you know? Yes. Cancel culture is very toxic. And yes. I think it's not only the the things people put out, but it's, it's just not thinking before you do something. And social media, it, it's always very like rapid, you know, like mm-hmm. don't, don't think, just just post it, you know? Mm-hmm. But I think that's what we have to notice that not everything has to be so quick. Right. You can take a step back and be like, is this thoughtful? Yeah. Is this correct? Am I getting my information correctly, you know? Yeah. yeah. And then saying what you were saying about like developing that role of film that gives you, like, that forces you into a state where you have to decide, is this okay? Am I okay with this? Am I going to be okay with it tomorrow? Blah, blah, blah. But when you're taking a picture and then posting it, you don't get that time to decide until mm-hmm. after. Mm-hmm. And that time still does come. Like, you still do think, should I have posted that? Should I have not posted that? 
but it's already too late to change it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like when you had that time to decide, and I think that's kind of affecting kids now. I think like so. not only on social media, just in life in general, mm-hmm. is they're so like used to the rapid fire of life that they just like cannot be okay with just sitting and thinking for sitting two in the seconds. uncomfortable yeah to yeah. sit in the uncomfortable and to not have a decision right now yeah. Uh, yeah it's hard for me too i mean i'm adapting to this way of life too so i have a hard time sitting with the uncomfortable much harder than i used to so it's not just you young people <laughs> it's me too where i go it's any I huh, anybody really who's on social media and yeah. is used to instant gratification or instant whatever it is hard to sit and go, I have to wait. You know, but the biggest difference I have is just I've met various kids whose parents don't give them a phone or social media until they're like 20 or something. Wow. They're like, wait. And you can see the difference so vividly from a person who's had their phone from like a young age mm-hmm. and been actively on social media. And there's there are pros and cons, you know, mm-hmm. but it, it's it's such a drastic difference. What's different? Well, I feel like the kids that are not introduced to social media as early, um, they're, they're, I feel like they, they're not as anxious. Mm. They're not as like, oh, like, what do I say? They, they talk very maturely Mm. for some reason. And they kind of, they, they kind of don't. I don't want to say like they don't have any friends, but like, <laughs> but I feel I feel like they don't bond as people like bond with people as quickly because I feel like everyone like relates with social media, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. they're just kind of left out. But mm-hmm. in this time, everyone's like, "Oh, you don't have social media? You're so weird, whatever." <laughs> but I've kind of stepped back and they're like, "Well, people that don't have social media, they're actually so much cooler because instead of being mindlessly on your phone for the whole day, they." go outside they find their interests they start like a passion project they're really passionate about and they kind of have more time on their hands and they don't spend as much time wasting like on their phone or like doing mindless stuff you know yeah and and they talk you 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 can hear the tone in their voice you know Mm. they talk differently they have different approaches to things and it's 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 really like i i I, I was very surprised with it because I've had social media since I was like 11 or 12 mm-hmm. or something. And that's even late for mm-hmm. some people. It is late for yeah. some kids. Yeah. Like some, I know some people who got it when they're like seven or something mm-hmm. or like in fourth grade or something. Mm-hmm. And those kids have turned out differently than me. So I think social media has such a huge impact on children, kids. Like I see like little kids on TikTok, mm-hmm. you know, posting. And TikTok's not that appropriate. Not always, no. Nope. So now if you observe this from kids who don't have social media, does it give you any inclination to limit your own social media and say I'm taking two hours off in the middle of the day every day? Yeah. It yeah. does? Yeah. That's great. Could you please talk to Isla about that? <laughs> That'd be awesome. No, we compare our screen times. Yeah. You, me, Lou, and Isla. We all compare and see who has the... I usually have the least. Yeah. And, and then Lou's like, I have 11 hours. I'm like, how? No, I literally hate being on my phone. But yeah, I'm on it so much. Yeah. I've talked to my friends. We're like, what era do you want to be in? They're like, anytime before phones. We all hate the idea of phones because it wastes so much of our times. But yeah, we're on it so much you because know? it is the thing to do culturally is how you guys connect with each other yeah. yeah so even though you hate it it's an it's what's called a necessary evil yeah. right yeah you have to have it you have to have it for a lot of reasons i was thinking the other day about 
like I, Georgia hadn't done anything wrong. And I don't even know why I was thinking about this, but I, I was thinking about what would I do if I had to like, quote, punish her, yeah. take her phone away. Well, I can't really do that. She's driving her sister to school. What if yeah. her car breaks down? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, then I can't really regulate what she does on her phone. Not really because she's locked me out of her phone. Well, I could take her phone and then reset it all to factory settings and get myself back in there. But that seems ridiculous too, that phone is part of her autonomy. Yeah. And as a teenager, you need to have some autonomy. You need to have mm-hmm. a part of your life that your parents aren't in mm-hmm. because that's healthy. Not I'm not saying that you should go and do drugs and drink and have promiscuous Mm -hmm. activities with boys or girls, (laughs) but you should have communications that you get to figure out on your own that don't have to do with your parents that are private. And obviously not if you're harming yourself or someone else, but um, that's part of being a healthy teenager is having autonomy. Yeah. But some, I feel like some people that don't have that much guidance, Mm -hmm they can utilize that Mm -hmm. for the worst. Yeah, there's a difference you can tell in kids who their parents, like you and Sandy have a really good, um, like a good view on like how to raise a kid. Like as, as that's very nice. And Kathy and all of them, but you and Sandy, like just a lot of your approaches at parenting, like even all the camper kids or just the four of us or just me and Isla, or Kylie and Lou, like just the way you approach stuff is like really mature and really, really smart and thought out. And then you can tell what parents don't really care about their kids or what parents are way too involved. Yeah. And the parents that are way too involved, that is a dangerous relationship. Mm. That is terrifying. Why? It's just like, there's a bond between the kid and the parent where they're best friends. Mm-hmm. So there's like, no hierarchy like the parents should be above the kid Mm -hmm. only because they're older and because they know more and because their job is to raise the kid but sometimes when you get a mom and a daughter or a son and a father like any parent that is best friends with the kid there's like no boundaries yeah and And then like the the child lacks respect and that's not only for their parents it's for their teachers it's for just anyone higher than them and I think respect is such a big thing and oh yeah also especially with social media yeah everyone's like like everyone's like um like cyber bullying people and there's like people lack so much respect and I I even lack respect like I've like taking a step back and be like, wait, why, why am I talking to someone that's older than me mm-hmm. like this? Like, that's yeah. not okay, you know? Right. I've definitely caught myself doing that. And then I go back and I'm like, oh my God, I want to punch past Georgia because it was so mean. But that's another thing. Social media, like there's so, like there's it's a very normal lack of respect. Yes, it is. Like you can comment something on a random account and no one will know who you are. Mm-hmm. But in real life, you have to respect people around you just, just to be happy. Like mm-hmm. there's no reason to disrespect anyone. And you can tell what kids were brought up with no value put on respect. Mm -hmm. And I think you and Sandy and Tom and dad and everyone has done a really good job teaching us how to respect adults and how to respect our peers. Because I go around and I go, oh, Sandy taught me this. Oh, mom taught me this. Oh, dad taught me. Like I go around and I do that. So I think that's a really good thing that having that group of adults and group of kids, like just in general, that has taught us respect. Because we know that because there are eight kids and eight adults, there's no like one priority for kids, like no one adult that comes into priority, no one kid. So being like one of eight 
technically. It just shows you how to respect everyone and how to like work in a giant group. And it's so helpful mm. because you'll see kids who like they they were the priority, like the parents respect them, but they don't respect the parent. And you're like, dude, come on, really? I'll tell you from a parent perspective, it makes it easier. Sometimes I was walking in the yard the other day and one of the boys in the group spoke very disrespectfully to his mother. And I said, don't talk to your mother that way. Yeah. And he apologized to me and he apologized to his mother. Yeah. Yeah. And I went, that's how this should work. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we all should have the same like line in the sand Mm -hmm. as adults. You just don't do this. Yeah. And, you know, some kids damaged some property here and I let the parents know this is a problem. And the kid uh, apologized and was and was came back and the boat was righted because we're all on the same page. Mm-hmm. No, I think it's very important to be like disciplined, you know, because mm-hmm. you learn from it. Mm-hmm. And people who parents who don't really like discipline their child or just like barely discipline them, you can see that they they don't really know the consequences of their a- actions, you yeah. know? And there's Even a though, healthy discipline also. Yeah. Like there's, you should not be screaming at your kid because they did a like level two thing yeah. wrong. Mm-hmm. But you should, like, I think the, most of the camper parents have a very good scope on, okay, this was like a one out of 10. So mm-hmm. obviously they should get disciplined, but I'm not going to scream at them for 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then when it does go to an extreme, like when it's like more of an eight of 10, like you guys still, can read the situation and discipline us and discipline is so important because there Mm -hmm. are some parents that are like everything is like I'll take your phone away and that's not even a big deal like it's like I'll take your phone away for a week and then the kid's just gonna go it's only a week and it's only my phone I'll just steal it back or I'll do the same thing Mm -hmm. and there's no good gauge on like if this and if like a number one scenario and a number 10 scenario get me the same consequence, mm. then there's no gauge on respect as well. That it's makes because sense. It, like I could knock something over and you'd be like, oh, I'll take your phone or I could, you know, like sneak out and get drunk with my friends and you take my phone. Then right. I don't respect you. Right. And you you don't respect me because you're just taking my phone away. Right. Like, yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah. And like it also like. I would never sneak out and go behind your back like that because like I respect you as a parent. Mm -hmm. But if you just, if I had stopped respecting you as a parent, which will not happen, mom. (laughs) Thank um, you. I hope not. If I stopped respecting you as a parent, then that's kind of where like the family like falls apart or like loses trust. And I think that's really important. Interesting. You guys are pretty smart. (laughs) I mean, we are really smart. Well, that's a very big compliment that you feel like uh, your parents Uh, have some boundaries and discipline you. That's a big compliment because I think we do. And, you know, as a parent, you'll know this one day when you're a parent, you're constantly going, am I on the right path? Was that too hard? Was it not hard enough? Yeah. Do I need to push here? When do I back off? Um, when do I require this and when do I not? It's very hard to, f- to be a conscientious parent takes a lot of work. And those parents who are enmeshed with their kids, like you're describing, where they're their best friends, I think takes far less work mm-hmm. because then you don't ha- ever have to be the bad guy. Yeah. And then the parents, as you said, who don't care about their kids, I'm not sure they don't care. I just think they're just not. They're out of the loop. They're, they're maybe just <laughs> not. Uh, willing to confront the hard parts of being a parent, which I'm going to tell you this and you're not going to like it, but here's the way it goes. You know, um, you know, if you're making a bad grade in school, 
And if you don't make a certain grade, you go to summer school and I get you a tutor and you're still not doing your work. And I, I try to help you with your homework and you're still not going doing your work. And at the end of the day, you got to go to summer school. I'm not getting you out of summer school. Yeah. You're going to summer school yeah. because and that goes that's back the to way autonomy. Is like it that does. is that is your responsibility. And as it a does. parent, I'm there to guide you and help you on the right path. But at the end of the day, it is your decision. And if you do have to go to summer school, I'm not part of that decision. And that's your fault. And you have to pay for that consequence. And that's really important and not having the parent like email the school and mm-hmm. bail you out of summer school for something you did. Because when you get I think I've actually talked to your mom about this one time. Um, but when you get farther in life when you're like an, a full-grown adult you need to have that confidence in yourself to be able to do your job email your uh, boss if there's something wrong mm-hmm. and be that kind of person because I'm not gonna have you when I have a job email my boss mm-hmm. like yeah. that is so gross no uh, but can you imagine that would be so weird <laughs> this is George's mom <laughs> She's late turning in her journalism piece because because yeah. she no. was dog sitting. And like yeah. my friends like say we're in like a thing of drama, right? They get their mom involved. And that is so gross. All the other moms involved. Mm. It, it's so annoying. Yeah. Like can you just not handle your problems yeah. on your own? Like yeah. why do you have to get a parent involved? And like sometimes the parent goes to the school like and it just escalates the situation so much when it just could be talked out very simply. And yeah. it's, it's Well so- the problem with that is the long-term problem. Because then you become an adult and you don't know how to do those things. Like what I was talking about earlier when I was knew that I was going to get married to Bert and all I have for examples are failed marriages. How am I supposed to know how to do that? I was never taught. I was never shown. Now, obviously, that's not a one to one comparison. But if you are constantly bailing your child out, your child never learns how to bail themselves out. So then they don't know how to function in as an adult. Part of, you know. Part of being a parent is also understanding when your kid is ready for that autonomy. My two children matured at a different pace. Mm -hmm. One of them, Georgia, Mm -hmm. was ready for autonomy at a younger age than Isla. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean Isla is less than, slower, dumber, whatever adjective you want to put to that. It just means that she matured at a different pace. Yeah, and that's okay. And it's you know? okay. and I, But I think it's hard for some parents to go, this is not an apples to apples game. Mm-hmm. So I can't discipline Isla for something she's not matured into being able to handle. Yeah. Whereas Georgia, being more mature than being able to handle that thing, I could or should. Mm -hmm. So it's really, and I think sometimes parents worry that their outside other parents will judge them for um, the way they parent their kids, you know? So I can't hold my two kids to the exact same standard. I can hold them to the same value system. We don't steal. We don't cheat. We try our best. We eat our vegetables. (laughs) We, you know, those things, we don't hit people. That goes across the board for everybody. Mm -hmm. But I can't say to Isla, why don't you have all A's when she has real learning disabilities? For her, doing her best work looks very different than Georgia doing her best work. No, and parents also like compare people to like other kids that are naughty. That is so toxic to being compared to another kid. It's unhealthy. You should compare your child to herself and Mm -hmm. to say, is she thriving? Is she growing? Is she happy? Mm -hmm. Is she 
It, does she have meaningful relationships with her peers, even if it's just one kid? No. She should have at least one peer that she has a meaningful relationship with. How does she communicate with herself, with her peers, with her teachers and Girl Scout troop leaders or coaches or whoever? Yeah. Those are the barometers I've always tried to look for. And I've always asked myself the question, who are you? And how do I parent you? Yeah. Because Georgia needs very different things than Isla. And Lou needs very different things than you. And I wonder sometimes Lou. if it's hard to be a child and look at the sibling and go, wait a minute. I could have yeah. never gotten away with that. <laughs> and not being old enough to understand that kids are different and they need different things. It must be very hard. This episode was supposed to be about big sister, little sister, and we have been talking for an hour and haven't even talked about it. Um, <laughs> Oops. So the reason I wanted to have you here was to talk about what it was like to be an older sister. Yeah. Or an older sibling. Yeah. You just happen to be Sisters. a girl. Yeah. So your sisters. <laughs> Good old. So um, should we talk about that or should we just keep talking about all this other stuff and do another episode another day <laughs> about being older sisters? What do you think? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, Georgia. You think? I'm so indecisive. <laughs> no, I don't know. I mean, you just kind of transitioned into older siblings. Yeah. I did. Okay, well, let's see where we go. I okay. had a feeling we'd be talking about this a lot. So um, I don't have any siblings. Lucky. Mm. So I have no perspective on older, younger. No clue. And I always wonder what it's like to be each of you. You should put like a timestamp in the episode. Be like, if you want to skip everything and just listen. No, to uh, I think ones. everything you talked about before this is really invaluable to parents <laughs> yeah. and to kids your age. You know, I th- I I get a lot of emails from the people who listen. And when I have the girls on, I get a lot of emails from parents saying, I had my 12-year-old listen to this because she's struggling with social issues at school. And that's uh-huh. what they were talking about. Yeah. So um, I, I have a very models. interesting kind of broad <laughs> audience, uh, which I'm really proud of. It's, I thought when I started this podcast, it would be all you know, women in their 40s and 50s. But that is absolutely not true. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of young 20-somethings. I have some new moms. I have some grandmas. And I have a lot of men that listen. (laughs) Oh, she got a broad Okay, so what is the best thing about being the older sibling? I'm older. Yeah. Uh, Uh, Well, (laughs) obvious. You say, like, I'd say I get, like, bossing privilege and I get, like, front seat privilege. (laughs) But, but my, my parents, like, like Lou sits in the front seat all the time. And I'm like, bro, this that was the biggest argument thought. I had. That was the biggest argument I had. Cause we had to wait. We had to wait for front seat privileges. And then all of a sudden I let Lou get to sit in the front and we're just yeah. like, bro, what? Yeah. yeah. No, I'm How like, is that fair? I literally call shotgun. And then Lou is like, no, but I, and I'm like, this is not an arguable thing. I get front seat privilege. <laughs> it's just like, it's just like a thing. Like you can this get front a hierarchy. seat privilege once I, once I start driving, but right now I need to like look at the road. Oh like, my things. God. He's like, I need to learn first. Yeah, I need to learn. Now, before we get too deep into this, I'm happy for you to talk about your siblings, but I don't want what? us to trash. So that was not a trash. That was not a trash at all. But I don't want you to go. Isla sucks because I'm not interested. In no, that. I'm not going to say Isla sucks. I'm, I'm interested in how it feels for you. And that is how it feels for you. It sucks that you had to wait to have front seat privileges. And now once you have it, you kind of both have it. Yeah. 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 No, it's just with all siblings, I feel like 
we've had to wait for so many things. And mm-hmm. then once we get it, our sibling gets it like a little bit after us when we've had to wait for so long. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. I do. I can think of an example where that was not true. Both of my girls got their cell phone in fifth grade. And Isla wanted her cell phone before fifth grade. Yeah. And I said to her, nope, that is not fair to Georgia. Yeah. Georgia got her cell phone when she graduated fifth grade because in middle school, I wanted her to have one. And the same goes for you. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of stuff was funny because I would shove it in That was face. funny? No, because I'd be like, I have my phone. And she's like, that's not fair. And I'd be like, yes, it is. And we'd fight about it. But it was so funny because then she got it in fifth grade. And I was like, now you're part of the club. And she goes, thank you. All right, so bossing privileges. Bossing privileges. Is a positive. I don't know. What you said about, um, like, autonomy and kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember, like, being a kid and doing my homework by myself. You're still a kid, by the no, way. No, like, being a child. Mm-hmm. Um, and then doing my homework by myself. And then, like, you always helping Isla with homework. Mm-hmm. And I would get confused because I, I could do it by myself. I actually like doing homework by myself. But I would, I would just see it as, like, you favoriting Isla. Mm-hmm. Like, as, like, a... a elementary schooler obviously not like a middle schooler but like as like an elementary schooler I would see you with Isla all the time and I'd be like oh my god no one loves me because like dad was never home so I was like always by myself and I would like I would get sad but then I'd I'd figure out I'd be like you know what I actually don't need help with my homework I kind of like going in the recliner and reading by myself like I kind of like it so it's not that bad I think I'm just jealous so there was a lot of jealousy as like an older sibling because yeah. mm. you would see the younger sibling and I would get the same amount of help Isla got when I was her age, but I would see it from like an older sibling perspective and I'd be like, oh, mom loves Isla more. But then I'd like, I'd grow up and I'd be like, actually, I don't need her help. Yeah, sometimes like, you feel like you're not equal. Yeah. And um, then you would say fair is not equal. And mm-hmm. then that made sense to me. I was like, oh, I guess that makes sense. You know? And then you would you would say fair is not equal. Like that would be your quote. And then you'd apply it to like smaller things. So I would understand it. So like Isla would have ice cream in the middle of the day. And I'd want ice cream at the end of the day. And Isla's like, can I have ice cream again? And you go like, no, that's too many sweets. Fair is not equal. Everyone gets their own sweet. And then and that would help me relate it mm-hmm. to you helping Isla with homework. Mm-hmm. Because you relate it to smaller things. So I was like, Oh, you know, as a little kid. Yes, I understand what you mean. I was very aware of helping Isla and you not needing help. And I I think I had many conversations with you about it when you were young saying, I know how this much must look. Yeah. But your daughter, your sister has a learning disability and really needs my help. Yeah. And you don't. So how can I balance that on your side? And you always said, I'm okay. There's yeah. nothing. But I was always very aware of that. I didn't ever want you to be jealous. So you think jealousy is part of being an o- older sibling? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it definitely plays into the roles because I feel like we're older and with age grows responsibility, you know? Mm-hmm. So we sometimes have to do more tasks or more chores than the younger sibling, at least for my, me. And I'm sometimes like, well, why do I have to do all of this, you know? Mm-hmm. But then- as you grow older, you see your little siblings take on the responsibilities yeah. you once did. Mm-hmm. So it, it's the same thing, but when you're in the moment, it's very easily to be very jealous, you know, and be like, oh, why me? Like, why couldn't I be like a younger sibling, you know? Yeah. But mm-hmm. an older sibling also has their cons, you know, because you feel like you're the first kid. You get yeah. guinea pigged on anyways, <laughs> just because you're the first kid. Like, there's no way you're going to parent the first child right. And you kind of learn from the first kid. So, like, oh, when this happened with Georgia, she did this. So now I can apply what I learned from Georgia to Isla. Mm -hmm. Or now I can apply what I learned from Kylie to Lou. Mm -hmm. And it, 
I mean, you need to have that first kid to, and I think it also helped like in campers, like there were a lot of older siblings and a lot of younger siblings. It's half and half. So yeah. So you guys could compare yeah. all the older siblings to the mm-hmm. younger siblings, not compare in like a bad way, but just like, I don't know. It, it was hard, only harder being an older sibling because you would experience everything first, which was good and bad. Yeah. So like, you would experience middle school first and middle school was trash, <laughs> but you experienced it first. So there was no like, no one knew what they were doing. And then when Isla and Lou and Sydney and Lily all go and experience middle school, everyone's already done it. So everyone knows how to help them. Yeah, but no, but I feel like you are kind of like my older sister because Aww. my mom, my mom, I, I have a problem or something. And then she asks Leanne, you, mm-hmm. and then you guys kind of talk and then Georgia shares her experience. Mm-hmm. So that helps me a lot. But you have no one to like yeah. look up to. I don't know if there's anyone older. No, yeah. no it, I was older. No, it's also weird because like, in, in what you were saying, you're my younger sibling. Like, yeah. it goes like that because, like, you and Isla are going through, like, very similar things. And then Lou is, like, my younger, younger sibling. Yeah. So I see her and I'm like, that was me four years ago. <laughs> but I remember growing up in Camper Kids, like, if whenever Sandy needed help with you or Lou, she would text me <laughs> and be like, what happened when you did this? Blah, blah, blah. So I was, like... I was like a broader version of an older sibling. Like uh, like microcosm is like me and Isla. Mm-hmm. But like when I say I'm an older sibling, I technically think I'm an older sibling to like six other kids beneath me. Yeah. So And what, Max. Max asks me for help all the time. What do you think <laughs> that it has taught you being an older sibling? I think being an older sibling and like not having anyone to like guide you makes you very responsible for your own decisions mm-hmm. because you you don't, really feel like oh I have to follow in these people's footsteps Mm -hmm. so you are really free to do whatever you want but Mm -hmm. sometimes that's a bad thing because you're like what what do I want to do you know like what should I be doing right now Mm -hmm. and you have you you don't have that much guidance because Mm -hmm. it really depends on you so you have to experience everything firsthand Mm -hmm. um it also like what you're saying is completely right I mean you have you experience everything firsthand and then it's also hard because like for me as like being way older I'm like four years older than Lou I'm two older years older than you I go and do stuff and sometimes I think like not obviously in the moment but when I'm done sometimes I think this is something I'm going to have to explain to Kylie and Lou and Isla and Lily and Sydney and Carter and Max like I will have to explain this to them so I kind of want to be a better person Mm -hmm. for the people that I'm helping Mm -hmm. and it's also it teaches you how to just how to communicate because I've obviously experienced more than Lou and Isla and you and just, just based off of age, I've experienced more. Um, and you and Sandy have obviously experienced way more than we have, but like, um, one would hope, hope. (laughs) but like I go through things and I, I realize that everyone's going to have to go through it after me. Mm -hmm. So I go through things and I try and like, I try and process it faster so that I can help Lou and you guys process it better than me because I I don't want anyone like I want it to be easier for everyone after me mm-hmm. so I try and like do everything really quickly so I can help everyone when they go through it you know yeah does that make sense yes yes yeah. do what do you think it's hard uh about being a younger sibling I don't younger. know I don't what do you know. think is hard for your sisters I think seeing 
I think when I go to college. Uh, <laughs> Luna, no, no, no. I, I think it's just the younger siblings looking up to us. Being like, why? I, I feel like because me and my sister differ so much. Yeah. It can also set like an unrealistic expectation because we're different people, you know? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. sometimes like our parents compare each other, compare me and my sister together, mm-hmm. which is not valid because we're different people, you know? Mm-hmm. And sometimes I feel like I'm responsible. Like, why am I setting this thing when it's not when this doesn't apply to lily you know yeah it's also you're right i mean like just in general parents compare kids to each other just just because it's two children in the same household like they're gonna get compared at some point or another Mm -hmm. and it sometimes is healthy sometimes it's not but i think for a younger sibling it could be harder to look up to your older sister and be like wow this is not me and like, it doesn't have to be you. Yeah. Like Isla and I are not the same person, no. but I think sometimes it's hard for her to look up and be like, if Georgia turned out like this and I'm turning out like this, what's the difference? Mm-hmm. And I mean, the person she is, is an absolutely amazing person. Every Like Lou and Isla are amazing people. Like they're not bad people. They're just going in a different direction than me and Kylie yeah. went, which is okay. Kylie went in a direction, different direction than I went. Yeah. And she's like my younger sister. So I think it's harder for them to look up and be like, and try and want to live up to your older sibling. Because Isla would say to me when we were younger, like, oh, I want to be you when I grow up. Mm. And I'm like, please, no, <laughs> you don't want to be me when you grow up. But I think it's hard for them to like, constantly compare themselves to their older sibling. So do you think they have a harder time with autonomy? Uh, yeah, I definitely. Like do. almost like developing themselves because we, we, we had no one to look up to. So we yeah. were forced to develop as we are. You yeah. Know? But the little, the younger sibling, they can see someone and look up to them. Mm-hmm. They know? always have someone to ask. Yeah. Like especially Lou. Lou has so many people to ask. Isla has me and she has you. Isla has people to ask, but we growing up, I mean, you had me, but I... I mean, I would ask my Yourself. friends or myself, but yeah. I never really asked anyone because I never had anyone older than me. Yeah. So I was my own older sibling. Do you think is- your younger sibling is jealous? I hope not. Yeah. I, I feel like in some aspects, probably because there's jealousy everywhere. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm jealous of her. So, of course, she should be jealous of me. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, there's got to be mutual jealousy. Yeah but, yeah, but I feel like some aspects, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, also, like, when Lily was like younger, um, I'd like something and she'd also like something. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, why do you have to copy me on everything? Mm-hmm. But I think it's because she wants to be me. No, not, not wants to be me. Wants, wants to, to be relate. closer yeah. and wants to relate, yeah. you know? Yeah. And she sees someone older than her and wants to kind of like follow in their footsteps, you know? And yeah. as an older sister, it's sometimes like really annoying. But right. looking back at it, I'm like, oh, that's kind of cute. Yeah. That's very cute. Well, I think it's, 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 um, Nice to see your older sibling uh, succeeding and thriving in their life and to want that yeah. for yourself and to say, well, if that worked for her, then that should probably work for me too. Mm-hmm. So I think that's probably some of what, what happens is yeah. if you've got it figured out, then I don't need to figure it out. I can just do exactly what you're doing and I'll have the same results, which is not always true. Yeah, because that can sometimes be negative because they can mm-hmm. live up to unrealistic expectations. You yes, know? that's right. Yeah. I think sometimes in their struggle to find out who they are, mm-hmm. um, that might happen. Well, I'll just do what you do, say what you say, wear what you wear. Uh, think what you think until I figure out my own thing. Because like you said, you had no one to set an example for you. Yeah. And you are a every day in your face, in the room next door, complete example of two years ahead. 
Yeah. So it would be very hard, I would imagine, to to be able to kind of suss out what's your thoughts and what's mm-hmm. what you have observed that worked with your older sibling. Yeah. You know, uh, there's no reason why either of your younger siblings should be mature enough to be able to do that mm-hmm. yeah. and to say, no, no, I'm actually robbing this from Kylie and I shouldn't rob this from Kylie. I should have my own. Yeah. I think that would be very hard uh, to expect yeah. from a younger like, sibling. For example, like, uh, I think I was in seventh grade, Lou was in fifth grade and she was trying to figure out what music she liked, mm-hmm. but she only heard my music mostly. So mm-hmm. she started listening to my music, right? <laughs> but then over the years, she kind of took that music as like an inspiration and then kind of we developed into up. her. Exactly. And now she's a raging Lana Del Rey fan. Uh, <laughs> I know, scary. we all know. Yeah. But that's that is a great Great illustration yeah. of, I think, what happens. Yeah. So yeah. if anybody listening has two kids, that's a really clear illustration of of what Lou was doing. She was trying to find her path by borrowing yours for a little bit of time. Yeah. And then she found her own. Yeah. So if an older sibling can be patient with a younger sibling and know that they're just trying to figure out who they are, it might be really helpful Mm-hmm. I mean, the whole point of my podcast is to help people. Yeah. So other people have two or more kids who have older and younger siblings. So if someone's listening and they go, oh, this is going on in my house. Oh, I see what this is about. Yeah. That would be wonderful if you could even help one older sibling understand their younger sibling a little bit better. Mm-hmm. I think that would be great. I think, you I know. I would have loved an older sibling. Yeah. I didn't like being the oldest. I hated it. I was like. I'm by myself. Cause I mean, like I had, I had Max, but like Max never showed up and he was a dude. And I was like, there's no, yeah, like, yeah. there's most no of, chick. Yeah, most was, of my friends have older siblings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like, look at them. I'm like, Oh, I wish I had an older sibling, but yeah. I, 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 I asked my friends, I'm like, Oh, what's your sister do? Or like, I asked Georgia, what you do? Like with the driving stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I asked Georgia, um, but Georgia had no one to look up to. Yeah, I, I would time. ask my friends, and my friends didn't even know. And like that's some that's like, I would I would have loved an older sibling or a, not even an older sister, just like an older brother, just someone who'd done it before me. Yeah, because it's kind of like I get it's tiring doing everything first because you have like no guidance at all, and then you spend your time guiding other people, and you're just like, Ugh, this. Well, really don't yeah, you so. think that makes you stronger, wiser, faster? Yeah. yeah, I mean, like I'm glad that I like and. I look back at it sometimes and I'm like, oh, I'm glad I did that first. Uh-huh. Like, I'm glad I did it first. I'm glad I did this. And I'm I'm happy being the oldest because, like, it, although I hated it, like, when I was little or when I was going through, like, harder parts, I, at the end of the day, I did like being the oldest because mm-hmm. I would I would have the most responsibility. I'd be treated the most maturely. Um, I'd be, like, I was never treated as, like, one of the younger kids. I was always treated as an older kid. Like we were always treated as older kids. Yeah. Which, which doesn't like, it didn't even matter because like Isla and Kylie are the same age, but Kylie and I got treated as older kids because we were older siblings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Isla and Lou got grouped together because they were younger mm-hmm. siblings. doesn't matter that they were all the same age. Yeah, that Kylie and Isla It were the still same got age. separated. And right. I would have rather been treated as an older sibling than a younger sibling. I, I guess it's hard to be looked at by adults as the younger sibling because you're always looked at as the most immature. Mm-hmm. And then differentiating it between like me, Kylie Carter, and Max, we're all held to a higher standard because we are older. Yeah. But, it, but we're not even older, like by that much. It's not even by that much, but it's still like you, you mean, were born You mean in order of siblings, yeah. you're older. Yeah. Yes. So let me ask you this. What do you think 
is the most important thing that you give to your younger sister? My clothes. <laughs> well, That's the most important jeans? thing is your clothes. one pair of jeans that she keeps wearing. Well, Lou, uh, my sister asks me for advice. Like, I'm, I'm struggling with this. What happened? So I'm like, oh, I know how this feels. Yeah. So it's really almost exciting to share my share my experience with her. And sometimes her experience isn't like mine, mm-hmm. you know? And sometimes I give wrong advice, mm-hmm. but it, it, it's nice to share <laughs> what I was feeling. So mm-hmm. she knows she's not the only one, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's really that in particular, like Lou and Isla and like all of them ask so many questions. And it's really nice to have personal experience because I know that it makes them feel less alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'd so much rather make them feel less alone. Like I, I didn't have anyone, which I don't care, but I would so much rather make people feel like they're on my level. Like I like if Lou's having a problem at school and I like explain to her what I did, I can like watch her face change. But do you do that for Isla? Yeah. Do you, do you really? Yeah. In the car on our drive to school. That's what, that's all we like. That's, that's what I do with Isla too is like, she's going to the same school I am Mm -hmm. and she's obviously having a harder experience because she's coming as a freshman and not knowing anyone, but she will ask things about and I will, or the school I go to. Um, and she she will ask things about school and I will have the answers and I can like I can feel the energy in the car just like shift because mm-hmm. I know that I helped her that's and I great. like helping people. And I that that's one of the parts about being an older something that I really do like yeah. is like you get that opportunity to help people while it was hard for you in the moment. Mm-hmm. It's over and you can help so that it's not hard for our younger siblings, which I think is like really cool. Okay. And so, I'm glad we have a relationship with our siblings mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. I am too. Because some older siblings and younger siblings like don't talk. And I'm like, how do you do that? Yeah, but it, it was kind of weird because me and my sister, we'd always have like a pretty good relationship as a kid, like as like really younger kids, but we've never been like very close. Mm-hmm. But then I think when I was in like seventh grade or something, we became really close just mm-hmm. out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa, you know, because I think when you're younger, we were constantly fighting you know but then as we matured we're like oh yeah we are we're actually pretty similar so let's be friends you know right right. (laughs) let's make an agreement we have two parents in common maybe we should get along yeah Yeah. so what do you think is the most important gift they give to you i mean i definitely whenever like the family gets in a fight or something like that um she's always someone I can talk to. Mm-hmm. Like I can always talk to Isla mm-hmm. and we have like an agreement of like, Oh, this doesn't leave the car. Like this doesn't leave the room, like whatever. And I think that's really important because mm-hmm. like, I, I don't know what I would do if I was an only child. Mm-hmm. Like I it sucks. rely on, <laughs> I rely on Isla for almost everything in mm-hmm. the house. So, cause like in house in, in the house, like, <laughs> or is this a corporation? No, but like, um, like I rely on Isla for a lot and I rely on you and Lou. Like I rely on all my younger siblings. Do you siblings. think Isla knows that you rely on her? Yes. Cause I ask her to get me ice cream all the time. That's not the same. No, I think she does. No, I think, um, because I'll ask her to like come with me places so I can talk to her and I can like watch her get excited. And it's like really funny to watch. Cause I'm like, come on, Isla, we have to go. But, um, I rely on her for a lot mm-hmm. and I, and she relies on me. And I think that's really important to have like, mutual uh respect and like mutual like reliability reliability yeah. Reliabil- and i think i trust my sister like 
a lot, you know? Mm -hmm. And I talk to her about topics that I wouldn't talk to my friends, you know? Mm -hmm. about. And we we agree. We're so similar. So, we like, when we talk, it's, like, talking to the same person, you know? (laughs) Yeah, it's so nice. Yeah, Yeah, we literally, like, we're on the same page, you know? Uh Because we were raised the same, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's really nice to have just someone to talk to, you know, and trust, yeah. like have your full trust on, you know? Yeah. Right. And then Isla brings up stuff because Isla just works so differently. So I'll have a problem. I'll be like, I have ABCD, like I have a problem. How should I solve it? Because I think I should solve it like this. And she'll be like, oh, did you think about this at all? And I'm like, no, this is why I talked to you about it because I wouldn't think about that. So I think it's really important because like, um, with friends, you weren't brought up with friends. You, but like Isla and I were brought up by you and dad. So Isla and I, like she was saying, have the exact same like morals and stuff like that that you and dad have taught us. So it's like talking to like Georgia and a half. Like, yeah. except they have you. You guys have a different perspective. Yeah, except That's we have different said, yeah. perspectives. So you came from the same root. Yeah, so it's you have easier. different perspectives. So it's easier to talk to Isla because mm-hmm. I know I've known her my entire life or the my basically my entire life. It's easier to talk to her than it is to like call my friend because mm-hmm. she's just there. She's like two steps away. I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna talk to Isla. So mm-hmm. what is your favorite thing about? Your younger sister. Her perception of color. It's <laughs> kind of so insane, insane, right? It's so helpful. Isla has an insane Bro, if you're ever going to choose any color for anything, ask Isla. I'm not even joking. Really? Wait, wait, wait. What, does she have like... Uh, what, uh, well, because she has sensory processing disorder, part of the superhero power of that is that they see and process colors and sounds yeah. and smells very um, intensely and a little more kind of like minutely so like she can see the shift in color uh that is so slight that i can't even really see it yeah. and then when she'll explain it to me i'll go oh yeah now i see that That's so cool so if you're gonna choose a color for something she's freaking awesome yeah. she does have a great perception of color but that's your favorite part of isla it's it's a benefit oh it's so nice what's your favorite part of Lou? I can't really pinpoint. Like, I haven't really thought about it. It's just, she's always at her house. And it's just, like, coming home from, like, a sleepover. She does live there. Yeah. Yeah. No, but you go home and you're like, Lou. Yeah. And sometimes. She's like a third dog. Yeah. But I kind of. She's Coco. Yeah. As much as I hate it. Sometimes I come into her room. She's like, Kylie, get out. Kylie, get out. And she pushes me away. But then I bring up something. And then she immediately switches it up. She's like, oh, yeah, yeah, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah. It's so fun. Yeah, yeah. Because at first I'm like, Lily, give me a No, get away. I'm so busy. I'm like, Isla does did you hear this? Thing. And then she's like, oh, no. Wait, what? Really? <laughs> yes, I find that really funny and really enjoyable to be around. That's yeah. really funny. <laughs> They're fun. Isla and Lou are fun. You know, mm-hmm. like especially on trips, like when we're on trips, Isla and Lou. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Isla and Lou like sleep. No, no, it's me and Isla who sleep. You and Isla sleep. You and Isla all sleep. Day. You and Isla sleep, and Lou and I wake up, so and then early. we go back, and you and Isla are like spooning, and we're like, okay. Mm, <laughs> and then Lou and I are like making breakfast with you and. Mom. It's also weird. I didn't expect this. I thought you and me would move at the same pace only because we're older, and then Isla and Lou would be the same, but. Isla and Kylie move at the same pace and then Lou and I move at the same pace. So like Lee and Lou. You mean move. physically move? What? You mean no. like yeah, how yeah, you walk yeah. and stuff? No, 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 no. Just no. like um like um the speed at which you live yeah, life. The speed at which we live life. <laughs> mm-hmm. So like we'll be up with you and Sandy. Oh I and see. then or like you and Tom and then Sandy and Dad will be asleep with Kylie and Isla. Yeah. And we're just like, hmm, interesting. That's pretty funny, isn't it? So what do you think your sisters would say is their favorite part about you? 
Because I'm clearly going to ask them that question. I'm interested to see. What do you think Lou's favorite thing about Kylie is? Um, her friends. <laughs> yeah, probably. Like when my friends come over, like I always include Lily, and we like hang out together. Like Lou like tags along, and I think she really enjoys that. Like that you're inclusive. Yeah. 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 That's cool. And my friends like love Lou. Like like Aww. like my friends like talk to Lou. Like they like text her, FaceTime her, and I and I like that. That's and cool. I, and I think she enjoys that as well That's because. Cool. Like a lot of my friends, they have really common interests with Lou. Like they listen to the same music and stuff, but I don't, you know? Mm -hmm. So if Lily has something to talk to, like to talk to someone about and I don't share it, she'd go to my friends, you know, Mm -hmm. which is nice. So like she kind of like makes friends with mine. So it's not really like a barrier, you know? Yeah. Which is really nice. That's cool. What do you think Isla would say is her favorite part about you, George? I don't know that I can drive. You think that's you? Got, you know. are so pragmatic that she sees color that I can <laughs> no, draw. No, no, no emotion. No. Don't give me any emotion. I don't know. I mean, like my friends are the same. They love Isla. They feel like Isla's their own younger sibling sometimes. But Isla doesn't text your friends. She no. doesn't have that connection. You no, know, she doesn't. Have so, that what connection. do you think Isla would say is her favorite thing about Georgia? I, don't, I honestly that you can drive. I don't know. <laughs> I mean. I guess I may, like I have this thing when I I make her laugh every single time we get in the car. I'll I'll say something like, "Oh, Isla, can you look out the back window?" And she'll look out the back window, and you know the little window wiper. I make it wave, and she starts peeing her pants, laughing. It's so funny because I it's like I'm waving to her with yeah. the back, That's and she cute, Georgia. So so I'll be like, "Can you just look back there to see if there's a car behind?" And it'll be waving, and she goes, "Georgia, it's seven in the morning. Why are you doing this?" And I'm just like, "I'm waving hello to you," and she's like, "Georgia." <laughs> but I guess I don't know I guess like I do a lot of like small funny things that catch her off guard yeah and I think I guess I don't know if she appreciates I hope she appreciates it because I, I do it for her um but I don't know what she would say about me I don't know well well me and George are like much more extroverted than Isla and Lou you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. yeah and I, yeah, like, like like Lou and Isla, they're introverts. Me and Georgia were extroverts. Like we took the test. <laughs> we took the test. Yeah. So I, I think we have a very similar connection, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And like, I think me and Georgia, um, we like go into their rooms and like, we like bother them. And even though yeah. they hate it. I think we they know they love it. it. Yeah. They do love it. They, they do love, love it. it. Don't stop doing that because they need <laughs> yeah. it. They and I mean, do. we like we are really, really extroverted. And then we'll tell I tell Isla about some of the stuff that happens with my friends. And it's like her watching a TV show. It's like entertainment. She watches me like tell stories about my friends and she's like, oh my God, then what happened next? And I'm like, <laughs> okay, I'll keep telling you. But it's fun to like, because you have a bunch of stories too. We tell stories. In yeah. like whenever we're together, we tell stories about what happens. And then Isla and Lou have like a list of questions. And yeah. we're just like, okay. Well, here's something to think about next time you barge in their room and they <laughs> go, just get out. You guys are struggling for autonomy from your parents. But your younger sibling is struggling for autonomy from her parents and from her older sister. So why we're cool. I've read I've read lots of books about raising uh, raising teenage girls, and one of the things that keeps coming back in almost every book I've read is that um, that there is a struggle to be your own person, and 
the the enemy of that is mom and dad because mom and dad are at the end of the day still the boss uh, i mean there's a, a the title of one book is something like i always screwed up but it's something like i hate you get out of my life now can you drive me to the mall <laughs> Oh my God. Like that's what a teenage girl's brain goes yeah. through, mm-hmm. right? So she's got it with m- mom and dad and with an older sister. Yeah. So yeah. when you get barraged with get out, just remember that she's got it from two angles. You've just got it from one. Yeah. And so to be a little patient and understand where it's coming from might be helpful for you and for her, you know, but, but yeah. for you too, to understand because half of... Half of managing relationships is being able to understand where the other person is coming from. Mm -hmm. And especially if it's someone that you care for and that you know to be a good person who has no malice intended for you. And if you walk in and they're having a bad day, you can say, they're just having a bad day. Or if you walk in your sister's room and she throws a vase at your head and go, (laughs) she really just wants her autonomy. And I'm pushing in, demanding space in her space. And I wouldn't like that from my parents or whatever. So why would she like that from me? You're just another layer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And the flip side of that is um, you guys give so much as older siblings by being the first guinea pig in the family. You know, there's a joke that says, you know, the first uh, the first kid can't get dirty and the second kid you let them eat dirt because you've already been through it with the first kid and you know they're actually going to be fine if they eat dirt yeah uh, but the first kid you're like wipe his hands wipe his hands he yeah. don't put put his hands in his mouth yeah. you know so you have forged the path that makes uh life easier for them in a lot of ways it's yeah. a gift for you but it's a huge gift for them and the 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 other side of that coin is that they don't feel, I think they struggle with autonomy in a different way than you guys do. Yeah, um, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. And some parents can't help but compare kid to kid. And sometimes that's appropriate. Yeah. Sometimes it's appropriate to say, my kid was doing X, Y, Z at this age. My other kid is not. Is that okay? Mm-hmm. You know, and sometimes, it, most of the time, I think it is okay. But yeah, it's hard um, to be both siblings. I think there are good and bad about both yeah, because because sometimes I'm like I'm looking at Lily and I'm hearing her problems. Like, wait, sometimes I have to step back. Like, why are we not the same person? You yeah. know? Yeah. But also, like, well, we are we are different. But uh-huh. why are we not similar? You know? It's like this whole thing. Like, Lily um, decided to go to the school I was going to, mm-hmm. but it didn't work out for her. So mm-hmm. now she's transferring, mm-hmm. and I was kind of so well. Yeah, I was kind of surprised because I was like, oh, I thought she was going to follow my footsteps, but she's her own person. Yeah. And yeah. I think older siblings kind of have to realize that uh-huh. um but and it, it comes kind of later to me at least because i was like oh wow like it, th- this is actually happening like because you're you, my little siblings not me you know mm-hmm. she's not you and there's no reason for her for you to think differently about your path either yeah like for you to say well am i at the wrong school not that i'm not saying you do that but yeah. for other people listening if your younger sibling chooses a different path it's not a comment on your path yeah it's just that their path is very different because yeah. they are i think it's, it's also kind of hard differentiating like a younger sibling from a person. Like, Isla's still a... Di- like, or, no, 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 no. Okay, what that, do you mean? No, 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 you know what I mean? Like, I see Isla as my younger sibling, but Oh, but not as her own But person. not as, like, Isla. Uh, so it's hard for me sometimes to look at Isla and be like, this 
does isn't does this is not only my sister. This mm-hmm. is also someone I go to school with. Uh-huh. This is also just another teenager. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it's hard to not that I like I said it really bad in the first place, but like it's hard to look at Isla as anything but my younger sibling. When yeah. when we were kids yeah. in elementary school, I would go home and fight with Isla about Monster High dolls. Yeah, like it's like it's a little hard, but like as you get older, you start. It's you start realizing I have to see Isla as her own person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm just going to treat her like a younger sibling my entire life. Yeah, like and like they 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 have their own story. Yeah, they, they have they're going to go life. through their own yeah. thing. Yeah, and it's, they're not just like, like a little side character. Yeah, they're their main character in their own story. Yeah. And then you grow up and you're like, oh my god, I didn't know this was possible. Well, I'll tell you, I believe very much in fate, and. I'm very faithful as a person. And there's a reason you're the older sibling. You have a role to carry out in your own life and in theirs. And that's the agreement you made with the universe when you came on this planet. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Is you said, yes, I will be this person's older sibling. Mm -hmm. And that's a privilege and a responsibility that's beautiful if you look at it the right way. And I've said this to Georgia a million times. You guys are so very different that when you get to be adults and things level out, you know, like I'm two years older than your mom. We're the same age. Yeah. But in middle school, two years older than your mom would have been a big difference. But now we're the same age. I'm even the same age as Lynn and Lynn is like six years younger than yeah. me. But we're all the same age. So once you get up and you're the same age, really, mm-hmm. it, I want for you to value your differences because it's never healthy to only have your own point of view. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Never. That's never healthy. It doesn't mean your point of view is not right. It just means it's always helpful it's like to call and say, mom called and said, ABC, what do you think about that? Mm-hmm. And have her go, my perspective is this and have it affect you. Yeah. Right. I mean, even, um, even having Kylie, like even having you was so helpful mm-hmm. because I would talk to you about stuff Isla was doing and you would give me an explanation for why Isla was doing it. And mm-hmm. then you'd give me what Lou was doing. Mm-hmm. And so even though you weren't my older sibling, you were still someone I could go to because you were an older sibling. Yeah. yeah. And even though me and Isla are in the same grade, mm-hmm. we're technically like half Isla's like half a year younger than me. She you is, know? Yeah. yeah. So she's still kind of like a younger sibling, but mm-hmm. they're still in the same grade. So it was like, it was helpful having Kylie and it was helpful having Carter and Max. Even though Carter and Max were kind of like tuned out, but it's fine. Um, Carter and Max were just fine. Carter and Max they're were boys. Fine. We also didn't hang out with them as and much. And they mature differently. Yeah. No bagging on boys. They're just different. <laughs> they're just, you know, they're something just about Isla. That I think is really interesting to know, too, at your age. You're right. She was six months younger than you, and she's six months younger than Lily. So as a mom, Lily Fromkin. Yeah. So as a mom, I would watch you guys mature, and I would see you and Lily Fromkin say, stop playing with dolls. And Isla's not ready. Yeah. She still yeah. wants to play with dolls. So how do you think that made her feel? She's yeah. behind you, but you're in the same grade. Yeah. You and Isla were. Like singled out, you know. It, she would feel awkward. Um, she would feel like something was wrong with yeah. her when there's nothing wrong with yeah, her. She's it, just six months just behind. Age, yeah. 
um, developmentally. And I think that has been really hard for Isla in particular going through middle school yeah. is to see everybody's like six months ahead of her. So she's not ready to be into music yet. She's also she's been not, forced into a younger sibling group. Well, like, she is, you know, yeah. cause like Lily Fromkin was, was a younger sibling, but she was older than Isla. Yes. So it's kind of been, it's been hard to watch like, um, Isla be younger mm -hmm. because I know she's like, or no, I'm wording this really wrong, but like she would relate more to Lou. Yeah. And I would yes. be, and that was fine. Like I didn't care, but she would relate more to Lou. And I think like sometimes she didn't want to always relate more to Lou, mm -hmm. but as like, as little kids, mm -hmm. we, I would like, for some reason, I think it was cause I was hanging out with Hayslip so much. I would put her and Lou in the same group and then me and Kylie in the same group mm -hmm. only because we were older siblings and younger siblings. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I think that's that like now I'm starting to like kind of separate everyone into their own person. Now mm -hmm. that I'm older, now I see them as like Lou, Sydney, yeah, Isla, yeah. Lou. That must've been hard for Isla because yeah. Isla and, and Kylie were like best friends all through till fifth grade. Yeah. That was and so then, fun to watch. So all of a sudden for for that dynamic to shift yeah. and have it be shifted away from Isla and Kylie and it be going to Kylie and Georgia. I wonder what that was like for Isla. I wonder yeah. if that made her feel like she didn't have a place yeah. or I wonder if that made her feel like I'm now being forced to be younger than I actually am. I have mm -hmm. no idea. I'm just speculating, yeah. but I wonder what it did to her in the dynamic because originally the dynamic really was Georgia and Lou <laughs> and Kylie the and Isla. Dynamic so ever. then when yeah. that dynamic separated, <laughs> I wonder what that did to Isla. I'm really curious if it did anything. Maybe it did nothing at all. I mean, Lou but and I are still besties, though. <laughs> I know. Well, Lou you and floated from place to place. But, you know, Isla has... I'm an extrovert. Isla has a... Isla has, has uh, I think, struggled a little <laughs> bit to figure out where she fits in. Yeah. And, um, yeah, like, I, I have some friends that are in my same grade, but they already have their license. Not right. even their permit. License. Right. So, I, I, I think... Me and Isla were really close. And then I went to London and mm -hmm. looking back at it, I was friends with people that were six months older than me. Right. So that kind of jumped. And I feel like there was a big gap yeah. between me and Isla. And that's what made us drift because yeah. we weren't on the same page. I, I don't want to like, I want to say. Yeah, no, no, yeah. yeah. Like, There's we, nothing we had, wrong with yeah. either page. Yeah. We had like, we, we, we were, we just got so different. You just yeah. had you different know? life you experiences. Did. Totally. Like, living in London was so different than living in LA. Yeah. And, and by the way, there's nothing wrong with any well, of it. Obviously, there's, yeah, there's obviously nothing there's wrong, wrong, wrong with the drift. It was just an experience that there's nothing happened. wrong with any of it. Mm -hmm. Totally. And you shouldn't do anything differently than than exactly what you did. Yeah. And and same with Isla. I you can't force London. her to mature early. <laughs> you know, you can't yeah. force her to be six months older than she is developmentally. Yeah. That's not healthy either. And I mean so. Kylie and Isla as best friends was so entertaining for me and Lou. <gasps> they were adorable. Because you guys were like unstoppable and Lou and I would be like Okay, you guys were getting into so much trouble. You yeah, literally, you and Isla, and then me and Lou would just sit back and be like, ah. "You were always smiling and laughing." There's so many pictures so of you funny. guys together where you're always smiling and laughing. It was really you and cool. Isla went into a dwarf house. Mm. I remember that. I There's remember a picture. That too, There's a picture of that on our. Right, this is thing. one memory I vividly remember. I was like, "Kylie, you have lice," and I was like, "No, I don't." So I slapped her. And she told. <laughs> She told our first grade teacher and then we didn't talk for like the rest of the day and then we returned and we were fine. 
But it, it, it took the little things that I remember. How it's funny. So yeah, I but did you actually have lice? Because I remember spending almost a full no, day yeah, picking lice no, off no, your that head. Was, that, was after, <laughs> that was after you guys picked lice. And Isla was there. So she was like, I'm an expert on lice. Oh, so we were I, I can hear her table. saying that. And oh. she, like, she was like, Kylie, you have lice. And I was like, I do not. And then I got so mad. Oh, uh, yeah. I would have been mad too. Yeah. <laughs> you guys were sassy to each other. Yeah, we were. So no, funny. we have this, like, what? We have, like, videos and we're like, hi. Welcome back. We're there on my iPad. I still have it. Like, and we like do makeup together. It's Bro, so funny. that would happen in the bathroom, and me and Lou would have to pee so bad. And the only other bathroom in our house was the secret potty. The secret in the potty. back. And Lou and I were scared back there because it smelled really weird. And so we would have to. Okay, so here's what would happen. You and Isla would have your pigtails and your makeup in the bathroom, and you'd be filming this hi. We're the good girls video. And then Lou and I would be sitting in our room, like, we have to pee. And they're just sitting in there doing their makeup so we would knock on the door and you and Isla would scream at us you'd be like we're in the middle of filming now we have to restart and then Lou and I would have to walk to the secret party all the way in the back of the house and stand there in the bat in this one like small little bathroom with each other to go yeah. pee oh, so we would Lou. switch off going pee because we were scared she's so little too that little Lou yes. she's the cutest oh, thing ever itty bitty I remember so many times you guys would all go swimming at your house and all four of you would be in the bathtub Oh, oh yeah, Are yeah. You rotate in and out of the shower. In yeah, I remember in that and photo of in that. that. They have lots photos. of photos. There were so many times that happened. And then, no, we had a, at one point we had six of us because Sydney and Lily got in there too. You remember that? Yeah, there was a bunch of times where it was like, oh, in the shower too. We would in the go shower in the, shower, in the back house, and then they would in go in the bathtub in your mom's room. We have had a lot of fun. Yeah, we have had a lot of fun. It's been so much fun for me as a parent it's still going on to watch all eight of you guys grow up and to have such great relationships with the parents i think what we have is actually really special mm-hmm. i don't think it's normal i think it is <laughs> obviously abnormal in a very special way yeah and i hope you guys feel it now but i think when you get to be an adult you will really look back and go that was really kind of amazing. It was really fun. That we had these four that families. Swing that swing at your old house please. that your dad oh made. Oh, my God. And he ripped that, his shoulder open. Yes. <laughs> it was so no, intense. It, 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 it's really interesting to see how we were all kids, right? Mm-hmm. Playing the same games. And then we all matured. And we all have our different interests now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're all so different. We yeah. all dress differently, look differently, believe different things. But mm-hmm. yet we're still like all friends despite yeah. all of our differences you know we're all really similar at the core yeah. but we all like, value have, system yeah different. and that differs from like my school friends because my school friends were all very alike you mm-hmm. know we all have yeah. the same things but here with like this friend group of families where we're almost kind of like forced to be friends but then um like as the years go by we still are so close yeah. even yeah. though we are all so different and we haven't drifted at all i feel like yeah like really we good. celebrate like holidays together yeah. yeah and like that's not normal because like yeah, we spend m- new year's i um, mean chinese like, new no, year no, christmas eve christmas eve yeah. we spend together and that's normal and i would have it like no other way yeah it's and pretty i special. i absolutely love having no plans but my plans are going to sandy's house yeah like that is my that's like one of my favorite things because my friends will be like oh i'm just like hanging out at home and some of my friends like hate their fan like their long distance or not long distance like their um out like what's it called like not your outer family family friends 
Extended family. Like so <laughs> Thank you, Halston. Extended family. family. Um, like some people hate their extended family. And then I say, like, I actually, I was at my friend's house yesterday and she was, and I talk about, or I'm, had to like cancel with her a bunch because I've been like hanging out with campers and she's like, what's it like having um, cousins like that? And I'm like, dude, it's so fun. Like I wouldn't, I would so much rather have yeah. these people. And she's like, she didn't, she doesn't have any cousins. She's like, am I just with my sister all day? Like, I wish I had cousins. I, I hear you talk about all the things you would do there and it sounds so fun. And I'm like, bro, it is fun it yeah. is nice <laughs> it's cool. so funny i get to hang out with coco no, also also like um during the pandemic we weren't really allowed to see any of our like school friends or anything but we were allowed to see you guys mm-hmm. yeah that was that really was funny. nice getting out of the house yeah. and experience and even though we didn't really want to hang out because we were all kind of like in our like keepsake quarantine bubble Bubbles, yeah. yeah our parents forced us to and that really helped it like did. a bunch of people oh yeah it did we did a lot of socially distanced safe you know like remember we had pizza night and game night where we were across the yard from each yeah other? yeah and but even though we were like screaming pods, at each other that was so fun but it was really necessary and we yeah. all agreed to kind of keep each other safe and then dad was on his own little throne remember that when yeah, we remember put him yes. in a chair the other the yes. other side of the room we would throw stuff at him that like, was in the very beginning of quarantine he came home from being on the road where they canceled his show yeah. and we were all in a bubble and he sat off to the side and he so was no like I'm having no fun that I'm was in the, the very beginning when we weren't sure how Nobody quarantine liked that because be. everyone would everyone, get him stuff yeah everyone yeah. would have yeah. to pay attention to him yeah yeah I remember yeah. that but it was I like when I when I don't know I just it, I think it was so cool and I love like hearing the word Rumikyu and thinking of Sandy betting <laughs> Sandy's money. a hoot Please. We play for money? We play for money? That's what yeah, she yeah, says. No, no, she's like, no money involved? Okay, no. Mm, we no. play for money? Okay, Where's no your money? money? Yeah. She's uh, so fun. I think we have a really fun group of people. Jeez. And uh, and um, I'm glad you have that insight. I really am. I think it's special. I think you should let each other know how you feel. You know, We do. Well, we, Some we, 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 we try to. around um, one time and said a compliment. That about, was terrible. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> it was very. It was hard. It was it was hard because it's almost like a sibling. How you ask what's one thing you like better someone. It's it was hard, but like I felt kind of like it, it was really nice to see what everyone said. Yeah, you yeah. know, like it was it was yeah. You're right. It was really hard because we all like we all know that we really love like each, each other. other. Yeah, and like, so kind of hard when to, like, you pinpoint yeah one. when you say yeah. like give me a compliment, you're just like. I don't know. But you yeah. Thank you for like, being you. But you also kind of like cringe because we're so close. Yeah. Like, yeah I don't really like, want to compliment you. But right. like, I, just, I love you. Like, but you know, you know. Yeah. Like we like, like we say the only time, like it's also weird because we don't ever say I love you. We're just like, bye guys. No, we're just like, bye. Because we know we're going to see you like the next day. So it's, it's hard because we're so close that we've like passed the point of like, I guess like normal friend relationships. So we're like siblings now. No, no, no. We're like very comfortable in our own. Yeah. Like, like it's, but do you feel like the whole camper group feels that way? I don't know. Yeah. I think so. You feel like there are a few people in the group that maybe don't feel that way. Not, not that they don't feel like you guys are special and you're a family, but don't feel comfortable in their skin or comfortable in the group. Cause me and Georgia have, like very intense personalities. Yeah, we're alpha males. And some people, I, f- I feel like, get harmed by that. And that's not our intention, you know? Yeah. And I've been at that place where people are like very intimidating, very like strong, yeah. bring it all. And you're like, 
What, I mean, like Lou get? and Isla and Lily have all said to me in you, they literally say that this combination scares people. Yeah. Like we will be sitting at a party, like we're <laughs> sitting at a party. I joke about it so much. And we will just like have the exact same thoughts going through our brain and then talk about it for 30 seconds. And Lou's looking at us like we're holding weapons. No, or like, like it's, we, we, we go to like Bob Mitzvah's, me and George are like, okay, let's dance, dance, dance. And then we bring everyone on like yeah, the dance yeah, floor and yeah. like encourage them to dance. You know, because we're just really like strong personalities. And I think it's sometimes scary. I think it's sometimes scary. And I can understand. I can understand why it's scary because Kylie and I as a whole is like as a a group of two people. I can't understand why that can like freak someone out because we're really extroverted. I'm I'm just playing devil's advocate. Do you feel like it it takes up all the air in the room, so to speak, and it doesn't give other people the space to maybe timidly step forward. I'm just asking. I'm totally playing devil's advocate because I'm not in this group. Well, I think we used to do that, but then people brought it to our attention. Like, hey, like I kind of want to have a place in the conversation, you know? Ah, So then me and George were like, okay. So we started asking more questions. Okay. Well, then you did. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we were because- Because because we'd hear stuff. Yeah, we'd hear. No one would even bring it up to us. They'd bring it up to like Lou or Isla and Lou and Isla would tell us. Mm. And then we'd be like, okay, whatever. And like, um, I get, we did start being more inclusive. It was also a thing with age. Like when we were little, we were in middle school and they were still in elementary school. So there was just no, like, you're two years older than Kylie. So there's no, four no, people no, no, in the no, group no. that I'm are actually like, Kylie's age. No. So, so I don't know no, that that's, that's not what exactly I'm saying. I mean, like bro. Lou and Sydney were in elementary school is what I'm saying. Oh, okay. And like the two youngest were not no, in middle or high. Yeah. Uh-huh. So like it was it was weird like that. Got it. I don't mm-hmm. know. It just it too was, big of an age gap. Yeah, it was like a weird thing with age mm-hmm. and um, age is a real real thing. It's not imaginary. There's four years difference between you and Max and Lou and Sydney. Yeah. That's a big difference. Um, the two years b- between the <gasps> Max is going to prom today. I know Please. Max is going to prom today, which really? reminds me, I've got to go pick up Isla. So we have to wrap up. Can Did you learn up? anything from this conversation? Yeah, yeah. Kylie you and I did. Are smart. What'd you learn? I don't. I like. I. I. I don't know. I, I always know. No, no, because you brought up topics that I. I, I didn't really think about ever. No, yeah, so that I had opinions was, on, but I've never like expressed it. Yeah. Like I think it's different when you think of it, uh-huh. but then actually express it. You know. Yeah, like it's also different it. because the only time you and I have ever been in a conversation like this, we get yelled at by Burt Kreischer. Oh. <laughs> but like, like anytime well, we have Burt Kreischer wants just to be completely in the conversation yeah. instead of listening to the yeah, conversation. Yeah, so like we have, we've had these conversations, but like it's never, it's not normal that it's in an environment where there aren't 16 people in a room you know that is true yeah and that's also uh, kind of hard just to like you guys with. are big personalities there's one or two of those in the adult group yeah also. one or two is no and sometimes they like clash yes yeah. they do it's scary it's entertainment it can be loud yeah it can be so loud. i mean it's hard it's hard like that it's also i can understand why that's hard establishing like independence and being insecure i can completely understand how that can come out of being in a group of people that just yell for fun. Well, you know, Bert Kreischer's a loud fella. Yeah. And there are people in the adult group that don't talk a lot when he's around because you can't get a word and he takes up the air in the room. Yeah. So a few of the adults end up not speaking as much as they would when he's not there. Yeah. And I wouldn't not want him to be there or not be who he is. The only thing I would say is maybe sometimes he should let a little more air in the room so somebody else can say something. Because he's very opinionated 
and very um, articulate in expressing his opinion, mm-hmm. and he's not the only one. So once all these articulate, opinionated, loud people start talking, the two or three adults who aren't as loud just mm-hmm. don't talk. Yeah. And, and that's, I want to hear what they have to say too. Yeah. I'm usually the one that goes, but what does she say? And I have to stop them and let her yeah. say what it is she wants to yeah, say. Yeah. So well, it yeah. is hard. It's hard because it's hard for Bert to regulate himself. And I understand that. He's a very passionate guy. But uh, I'm curious to know what the quietest of the group thinks because usually the quiet one is the deep thinker. Yeah. And sometimes it's not always positive. <laughs> and sometimes you don't agree with it. But yeah. I'm always interested in what the quiet one yeah, has to say. Yeah, because I, I, I feel like I have like a really bold personality. You do. And sometimes it's too much. And I really appreciate people saying like, hey, Kylie, this is too much. Tone it down, you know? Like, well, you should never like, feel like you're too much. No, no, like too much or like too much over the top or like I say something that's very like offensive and some people like get hurt by it, you know? I've never seen you behave in a way that's offensive. No, I, I, I'm just very honest with people. Yes, you and, are. And, and I don't realize it and it hurts people's feelings. So well, if someone says, Kylie, you hurt my feelings, I will take a step back and apologize. You right, know? right. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. the thing about having a big personality, I've had one my whole life. <laughs> I used to be told I was very intimidating because I'm, apparently I was very I'm too honest and I was very aggressive <laughs> as who I was as a person and I had no apologies for who I was. It It is intimidating for some people who just aren't, don't feel that strongly about something yeah. Yeah. and still have an opinion, but don't feel that strongly yeah. or aren't as secure in um, arguing their points or their yeah. point of view. And there's a, place for that too i had to i had to learn to read the room yeah right i mean in our group you have to definitely read the room i mean kylie is very honest and that's a very good quality to have like kylie is is very honest and i'm very aggressive there's nothing that combination is terrifying because it doesn't okay it's not a bad thing being, I'm not aggressive. I'm just like loud. No, it's not and, a bad thing. But it's not a bad thing. You do have to read the room. But you do have to read the room. And sometimes if I, if like maybe being too aggressive is not what should be happening or being too honest is not what should be happening in that situation in general, people do say, hey, like this is not what we need. And Kylie and I go, oh, my bad. No, Sorry. No, Georgia calls me out on it because she's not afraid to. Mm. And I really appreciate yeah. that. You know? And then we like, we check each other. We're yeah. like, hey, yo, yo or like If I'm like, being like kind of mean to Lou, which is like, hey, Kylie, that's not nice. Because if Lou's like, Kylie, you're being mean to me. You're my younger sibling. Yeah, you know? yeah. We, we always fight, you know, so yeah. I don't yeah. think much of it. Mm-hmm. But if Georgia says something or I love, like, hey, come on, like, tone it down. I'll be like, oh, okay. It's <laughs> kind of nice to have that too, because yeah. you get used to like your younger sibling being like, stop, stop. So like, but then having two other people who you kind of view as like, a, like a closer level like mm-hmm. I view Kylie and Lou like very like I think of them very highly so then when I hear them say something I'm like okay then right. I am being a little and I mean I do listen it's not like I completely ignore what Isla has to say but um no, I but you take it but I take for granted the thing I, that's closest yeah, to you but like if, if I hear normal. Kylie say something like hey Georgia this is actually whatever I'll be like oh okay I yeah. get it I get it it's it's good to have that because then it's like I don't know it's just helpful yeah, yeah, because it, it, I, I don't want it to escalate so much where I feel like the other person is really, like, hurt by it. Yeah, you know? right, right. That's what I want to, like, yeah. so, so I really and appreciate people calling me out on Yeah, like, and thoughts. I mean, it's not even right. calling out, like, being mean. It's not being like, hey, it's just, like, giving you a heads up. Yeah. And I mean, no one's doing it to be mean. Like, no one's giving you a heads up to be mean. We're just doing it because we're just like, hey, 
like just pause and then you're like okay <gasps> then you get back to normal yeah. so do you think it would be scary for someone to say hey this is too much I mean, maybe because I, I don't know if it, I hope it might be scary only because like I'm the oldest. So like, or what do you think they think something like if I say, Hey, this is too much. They're going to attack me. I don't, I'm not, I have no idea. I mean, that's like a, that's not something that I would completely rule out of what's happening. The reason I'm asking these questions is if people are listening and they have a kid who has a friend who may be very intense, then if they know from your point of view, you're not going to attack them if they say, hey, this is too much. I mean, everything makes them braver. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because there's nothing wrong. Honey, I've been you my whole life. I know exactly what it's like to be you. Always been honest and outspoken. I mean, my mom used to say, if you don't want the truth, don't ask Leanne. Yeah. Because yeah. she will tell you the truth. Kylie will tell will you be the harsh. truth. And so I <laughs> am that person. Way. So I'm not saying, I don't know how to be any different. Yeah. So, uh, and part of that is my responsibility. And part of it is the other person's responsibility to say, I don't need, the, this happens with Bert a lot. Bert will say, I don't need the truth right now. I just need you to hear me. Yeah. And I'll go. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, well, I'm just gonna shut up and listen. Yeah, and I've had a needs. friend who, um, like brought me into like a separate room. It's like, hey, you've been doing this to oh. me, and I, I don't appreciate it. Oh, that's nice. And, and, and I, I was like, oh, like I never realized. Yeah, this, totally. You know? Like yeah. it, it kind of takes you by surprise. Like, oh, okay. Thank you for telling yeah, me. Oh, this. Totally. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And there's it, also it made us both feel so much better. You know, totally. Because half the time. I don't know I'm hurting somebody's yeah, feelings. Yeah. If I'm just being honest. I have no idea because I'm just a, I'm a fire hoser. <laughs> I mean, it's also nature. hard for, I guess, for a younger sibling to see your older sibling and correct them. Because like we were saying exactly. earlier, they are brought up like not beneath us, but they're brought up as like two years younger or four years younger. So it's kind of hard to go up to someone that you look up to and want to be like and blah, and say, hey, you're doing this wrong and it's hurting my feelings because mm-hmm. it's hard to say that to someone you look up to, like a role model. Yeah. So I can completely understand why it's scary. And I can see that too. And you know, what's interesting is can you apply that to people who are not your siblings? Like, yeah. can you say your friend Ava is a younger sibling? So might she have that in her automatically? Not mm-hmm. because of you, but because of her dynamic at home. Yeah. She's a younger sibling, so it may be harder for her I mean, I don't know Ava. I'm just using Ava as an example because I know she has an older sister. I'm not saying this is Ava, but someone who has an older sister, it might be harder for them to express their opinion or stand up for themselves or put a boundary just because that's the dynamic they live with at home. I think it's really important when you go out in the world to consider those factors in your relationships, you know, because Mm -hmm. if I have, I have a, I'm married to the oldest son. Yeah. Oh, God. That makes him uber important in the world. Mm. Right? Mm. So then when I'm dealing with him, I have to know that somewhere inside, like deep down bred into him, he's pretty much the king. Yeah. So I mean, that comes into play in like friend groups. It does. Like that's you, my point. Like you'll that's see the people in friend groups. Like, I don't, I don't know why, but in every friend group I've ever been in, I'm usually like 
making decisions Mm -hmm. and i think that's because in camp for kids i was making decisions only because i was the oldest right and i think like everyone else who's like making the bigger decisions in groups Mm -hmm. is an older kid Mm -hmm. like is an older sibling it might not be by much but there's still the older sibling and then Mm -hmm. there are some people in friend groups who don't maybe bring up what's going on with them and what's wrong and they tend to be um old only children or mm. younger siblings mm-hmm. or like middle kids. Right. And I, that has to be hard. It, isn't that fascinating? And as this is, again, the agreement you made with the universe when you came in to be an older kid and to be who you are mm-hmm. is part of your, quote, job, I believe, is to help those people yeah. to 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 uh, to believe in themselves more, maybe, yeah. and to be more outspoken and to to be a good example for them and you know, make it an e make it a. Make it a safe place, right? Mm-hmm. To, to say, hey, can we talk about something? It's really a, a good thing for older siblings to do. I think is to be aware that it's not as easy for others. But we have got to wrap this up. <laughs> Why? Because I've got to go get Ira. Hey, were, they, were you like your best two podcast guests? Yeah, I mean, super talkative. I don't even know if you breathed. Yeah. You just talked the whole time. It was kind of amazing. I got three phone we calls. We should do a monthly <laughs> checkup or something. You got what? Three phone calls. You did? Yes. From who? Yeah, I'm not on. revealing my sources. Mm-hmm. I'm just an extrovert, as we were saying. Well, I think this is an awesome conversation. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, it was really nice. Was, was it fun. good? Yeah, thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you. I loved it. We should do it again and then to figure out a topic we can talk yeah. about. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because we talked about like 30 different things. Yeah. We did. This is called the schizophrenic episode. Please. <laughs> the episode that has too many topics to, to, to label. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I don't know if we dove into the big sister, little sister enough. What do you think? Did we? Yeah. I think we did because in the beginning we also tied some values into that yeah, as totally. well. Yeah, we like in the beginning we talked about like camper family. Yeah, so I think that was that, that went did along it. with it. Mm-hmm. Okay, but you can have us back with another topic. Okay, we'll Aww. do that. We'll do it again. This is fun. Thank yeah. you, ladies. Thank yeah. you. I love you both. <laughs> love you You're too, sweet, Leanne. special girls, and I'm very proud of both of you. Of who you are, and mm. I can't wait to see who you become. It's going mm. to be amazing. Kylie's going to be a person who judges people. <laughs> <laughs> you guys always bring that up. I don't recall. It was saying. oh, it Kylie, was really funny, Kylie. Is, you know, one of my favorite things about you is that you don't realize how naturally funny you are when you're. <laughs> you don't comedian. even mean to be funny. <laughs> that was one of the funniest things I've ever heard. And you were just being serious. It was so adorable. It's so cute. And you've been that way your whole life where you've said something and we're like, Bert and I'll look at each other and go, I don't think she understands what she just said. That was hysterical. Um, yeah, I can't wait to see who you guys become. All eight camper kids. It's going to be really cool to Imagine watch. all eight camper kids start campers again and we all have kids and we all raise them as Please. eight parents. That would be crazy. How terrifying would that be? And then you could just drop any kid with any camper grandparent. You'd have eight grandparents on one side. Basically. (laughs) Oh, my God. Because in all honesty, that'll probably happen. I would be all. I think campers is going to be like something that happens like way past when we have kids. Well, I hope you create your own group of campers. And it can include the camper kids. But uh, it's been a real gift to have these four families. Oh, it's fun. It's been a real gift. You guys are a real gift to me. Love you both. (laughs) Thank you, Mom. Love you. (laughs) 